0: Welcome to the Platform Podcast, where we talk to coaches, athletes, experts, and real people to learn about their approaches to training, nutrition, mindset, and much more. I'm your host, Jordan Kundi wright founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, and I'm on a mission to help others build sustainable, healthy lifestyles. My guest this week is our first return guest, David Kioan from Kettlebell Yoga, and this is a bit of a special episode. This is honestly just uh, me and my friend David catching up and having a couple of pints uh, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I am of Irish heritage, and he obviously is from Ireland, Uh, and I reached out to him uh, a little bit ahead of time and said, Hey, I've got a holiday on Monday uh, from work, so. Maybe we can get together and, and have an early St. Patrick's Day celebration and release the episode on St. Patrick's Day. So we actually ended up chatting for about two hours about kettlebells and politics and quarantine and lifting stones and the connections to uh, ancient cultures and so many fun things. Uh, and I did intentionally break this episode into like two chunks, so there will be an interlude in the middle of this Um it is, it is a two-hour episode, but I will break it up so that you have a, a, a benchmark, uh, you know, about 45 minutes in and you can, you can stop and come back to it later. Um, but I really hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I uh, enjoyed having it. Um, I want to take a second to say that I'm grateful that you come and listen to this podcast. And if you haven't already, please be sure to leave a rating and review of the platform podcast in your app of choice and support my work by supporting our sponsors whose affiliate links you will find in the episode notes. And if you want to get onto the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, uh, please reach out to me. I help athletes of all levels reach their goals without wasting time uh, using my integrated online coaching approach. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club or email me at at gmail.com. Now let's step onto the platform for a special St. Patrick's Day edition with David Kewin.
1: I said, how's it all your end? How's it all over the pond? Oh, all good.
0: Life is mostly good here, brother. Mostly good. How about you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose it could be a hell of a lot worse. But um, just getting sick. I get locked down, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like a fucking caged animal here, so
0: I am. Well, you look like them. you're getting, <laughs> you're getting, you're getting bigger and bigger. You're ready to to bust out of your cage, it looks like, and your shirt.
1: Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm
0: uh I'm after putting on a bit of weight, all right, but I'm on the good way, you know,
1: on the good way. I'm I'm up, I'm up to about ninety three kilos now, but I'm uh, I i would not like I wouldn't be kind of overly heavy across the middle, so i, I know I'm putting it on the right way in my back and my shoulders, just lifting
0: rocks. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I can do. <laughs> living in stones for 12 months man it's amazing what it'll do for you <laughs> still, still, pick, still picking up the wife's the wife's sculpture in the backyard
1: I've got her sculpture still going yeah but I've moved up um, I was getting to the stage now where friends of mine are starting to donate rocks to me it's like I found this really cool rock Dave <laughs> I dug up a massive fucking boulder out of my garden um, would you be interested <laughs> okay so I go down and have a look <laughs> And uh, I pick it up, and I'm like, okay, that's heavy. I'll, I'll take that one. So I'm getting phone calls every two or three weeks from guys with rocks who just that's, want to get fucking rid of.
0: That's funny. That is that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Like, I just can't. That's Hey, I found a rock. <laughs> oh, call David. Uh, yeah, call yeah. David. <laughs> f- what do you
1: think when you see a big fucking boulder in your garden?
0: Call Dave quick. Oh, he yeah, call boulder. Dave. He'll, he'll, take it.
1: he'll take it. What the, the
0: fuck boulder, are we going to do with this thing? Oh, call David. He'll take it. Hey, <laughs> Sancha, mate. Thank you. Oh, for, man. Thank what? you for no, joining come... me for an early St. Patrick's Day celebration. I can't tell you how yeah, much uh, how much it excites me. I, I'm... Oh, it's, just, it's awesome. I'm, I'm uh mostly Irish on my uh on my one side of the family so on the on the Fantastic. right the right side of the family although we're not as Irish as we thought um my parents <laughs> my my parents went uh went to Dublin uh for their 25th wedding anniversary and it happened to yes. and they actually were there on St Patrick's Day they landed on St Patrick's Day and it was oh god I can't remember what year it was I should know because I should know when my parents when my what year my parents got married but whatever I don't um, know what my, yeah they uh they it as it also happened to be the 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 day after the irish, the irish national team had won the seven nations rugby championship
1: oh man yeah so
0: so that'd Dub-
1: be a wild day all right
0: dublin was a shit show from, yeah oh by, oh by, that's a
1: mess i mean that's people drinking all two or three days straight <laughs> probably getting about five hours sleep in the middle of it like, yeah you drink
0: <laughs> they uh so my 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 dad my dad and mom wandered about the Irish countryside and uh they were you know tracing some of the some of the lineage and 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 come nice. to find come to find out there were a bit more forks into the family tree than we thought so we we're yeah. you know I, Irish and Welsh and uh some English in there not surprisingly we know how that happened uh you know and some some other some other you know, some other divergences in the family tree that we weren't quite aware of. So I guess I'm 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 I guess I'm kind of a a, a UK uh, mix, mix mix mixed. Yeah, yeah, no, of...
1: Nothing wrong with that you're from the home countries any
0: <laughs> Well and then there's German on my German on my mom's side. So you know I'm I'm uh, man, I'm, you're, your, you're I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm your I'm your stereotypical American, you know, mut uh <laughs> you know yeah. just a just a bit of just a bit of just a bit of everything. So
1: Oh, you got the Guinness. Oh, look, man, if you're a Guinness, then I got a poor Guinness as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, uh, my, my, my... It wouldn't be a to say without a Guinness, isn't it? Right, yeah, see, I got the, we got the the, the same, the same thing, so... It, uh...
1: Get it into you. Now, I'm going go forward to this all day, man, because uh voice birthday today, so I was on spoiling mode, cooking dinners and breakfasts, and nice and all the rest of it she gave
0: you she gave you permission to come have come have a pint with your mate i love that that's very gracious she gave you permission on on her on her birthday that's that's very good on her birthday i
1: know she's on the borseco she's happy enough she's in the living room so she's chilling out watching (laughs) with the tvs
0: I, I, i i cheers sancho brother cheers I had uh, I had I had told you I was gonna get I was gonna get the uh, Jameson, but I gotta I gotta show you I I, I called an audible because I'm uh, not that smart and I get distracted <laughs> by I get distracted by by shiny objects. So I got I, ended up, with, I ended up with this uh, this teeling uh, this teeling small small batch Irish whiskey because it uh, oh, that, because it had that sounds the, good man. It had the, that the, sounds the, nice the gold the it got gold me a bit of Waterford here as well oh nice. Yeah, I'll the, be talking the, into that on later thing, on. The gold thing, the gold thing caught my attention and I was like, ooh, that looks shiny. You look a magpie. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I and then I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's rum cask finished. I like rum cask finished whiskies. So ooh, that'd
1: be nice. I never had a rum cask finish. I always go for the sherry once.
0: Yeah. The, the you gotta tell me what it's like. The rum gives it a nice, uh, a nice kind of sugary finish at the end. So if it's a, you know, if it's a smooth kind of spicy mash, and then you get that 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 sweetness at the end of it, it gives it kind of a nice, a nice balance. So, but I I don't know. I've never, I've never, I've never had this one. I'm, I'm speaking from my experience drinking uh, American rye whiskeys that are then finished in in rum casks. So, we'll we'll crack that one in a in a bit. Give it a large. Give it a crack and see if there's
1: like. So come here. Um, how's training going?
0: It's good mate it's good i'm uh, i'm i'm back to doing um the team is the team is doing triathlon training now so i'm i'm testing a, a, a i'm testing a hypothesis um which is which is essentially this um we can train we can train triathlon um as a as a means of specific kettlebell sport preparation um and th- it will keep my team generally well prepared and mm-hmm. skillful in all three lifts and then about 8 to 12 weeks out from any specific competition date, I can talk to any one of my athletes and say, what do you want to compete in at this upcoming competition? And from there, I give them a specific preparation plan for that competition, and they can dial in and prepare for whatever lift they want to compete in at that at that competition and do well whether it's long cycle biathlon or triathlon and and they're Mm -hmm. physically prepared to do so but we we decrease the risk of pattern overload and we decrease the risk Mm -hmm. of of overuse injury because we're training all three movements so we do two days a week of biathlon training where we're doing jerk and jerk and uh jerk and snatch and then that Mm -hmm. gives us a pretty high training volume overall and then one day a week we do long cycle and clean work you know so that we're so we're still so we're still training long cycle and we do drills to keep our clean's crispy and, and snappy um, and you know generally that sounds,
1: that sounds perfect that sounds great you know I mean it's um, like I said you're, you're you're doing all three lifts so you're keeping your hand in all three lifts as they say you got all the irons in the fire so you're keeping yourself kind of greasing the groove there and then you're kind of specifying as you head towards the comp so that sounds good to me it's, and how's the team how's everybody's how's everybody's lifting going
0: it's, it's going well the the, the uh, about about half of the team competed at the, uh, at the Cali Open um, and. Nice. And every, everybody made rank. Um, so, so that was great um, they all they all did really well I was super super proud of everybody um, a couple a couple of people it was their first competitions um, my my girl my girl Anora Anora O'Connor uh, so you know St. Patrick's Day shout out to Anora she, she's that, that's, yeah that's a nice Irish on the nail she's very Irish and uh, they they love Ireland so uh, she did really well for her first competition she finished a 10 a 10 minute set in both long cycle and in snatch and made rank 2 in both lifts in her first in her first competition that's fantastic yeah, Jesus. yeah she should be very proud. yeah you know? she she did she did really really well and then uh, my buddy my buddy emron um who, whom i've known for for a long time he's one of my best friends he's also an athlete of mine uh he did his first competition and you'll you'll love this you would love this guy because he uh he came into it wanting he wanted to get he wanted to get rank one in long cycle which well, I, I i told yeah. i told him that's a really aggressive goal for your first competition but in yeah. in training he could consistently hit 10 to 12 RPMs on long cycle. And, and even when we were getting up to six and seven minute sets, he was still able to, to, to sustain that. And so on, on competition day, you know, we were talking about strategy and I was like, what do you want to do for strategy? And he's like, I want to go for rank one. And so I'm like, okay, you, that means you need to hit hundred. That means you needed to hit 10 RPMs the entire 10 minutes. So the plan was come out at eight for the first two minutes, go up to 10, check in at halftime, and then go up to 12. Um, a- after halftime, to see if he could then finish and, and hit hundred. That was that was the plan, um, and and I told him it's an aggressive plan, and he it is that. an aggressive.
1: plan. That's, it was for a force competition. that's so ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it was but that's what he wants. and he's he's an aggressive he's an aggressive guy. he He's very ambitious. He sets aggressive goals and he like and he works really hard and he's super intense and and uh, like especially style, right? uh, yeah, especially in training. <laughs> and so and so we're we're going through we're going through the set. and he first two minutes, he's at eight and he he's he's looking pretty he's looking pretty good. and I'm like, all right, two minutes, where do you want to go? It's like ten. So we go up to ten. and he gets he holds ten. To, to through the first five minutes and I'm like all right checking at halftime what do you want to do 10 so he wants to stay at 10 I'm like okay cool so we stay we stay at 10 and he's going he's going he's going and then I'm I'm telling him okay I can see he's struggling you know it's minute minute seven you know I'm telling him his form's getting a little forms getting a little. he's getting pumped up in his shoulders hmm. his elbows are getting a little wide you know things that happen is, yeah. especially in your first competition I'm like all right let's slow it down I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm you know I'm trying to I'm trying to go and he got to like Nine, at nine minutes and thirty seconds, he he goes for a jerk and he, he locks it out with his right arm, but his left tricep just can't lock it, so he so he drops it and he comes down and he and he and he goes outside of his frame. And this is the second time that he's gone out of his rack outside of his frame, and he didn't know that he couldn't he that he couldn't do that for you know. So I was like, yeah. you know he he didn't know he couldn't do that. That's that's on me for for not getting him fully up to speed on the rules. But uh, the funny thing was yeah. is it worked. <laughs> We're at nine, nine minutes and 40 seconds. And he has literally gotten every single rep he can out of his body. And I'm like, put him down. You're, you're done. You can't go back yeah. up. And he's like, no, I got to finish the time. And I'm like, and I'm, like I'm like, no, it, they won't count anyway. So I'm like, just put him down. And he's like, no, no, I don't want to. Put him. So like, He's literally like, he can barely breathe. He can't lock out another rep, but he's fighting with me from the platform because, because he wants to finish the time. And he's, awesome. like, he's such a such a fucking warrior. Like I loved like I loved it. It was so funny. But it's like it's so well I mean, I'll, I'll
1: tell you what, what I was told back then. I mean, if you, that's a warrior, that's someone you want on your team. You know what I mean? He can he'll go far in the sport to be monster because what you need is you need that fighting spirit, don't you? You need that will yeah. to win, like and you need that great that tenacity to finish a state. And I was told, remember, I done my first set when I really fucking died on the twenty fours. <laughs> look, your technique was from the will was great. The technique will come and you'll improve that's what you need in this sport
0: so careful yeah yeah it was yeah it was it was great like and i i told it like it was it was funny because at the time you know it's just too you know uh, (laughs) where i'm trying to protect him so i'm like put the fucking weights down you know because i'm like you're done you know And he's like no So we're like (laughs) fighting fighting with each other about whether or not he should stop you know and then of course so he got so he got he got i think uh he got rank three I, I think it was like i think he got like 74 or 76 i don't remember the official number um but still a, a, for his first competition you know for his first competition is still a really good output and a really really good job and he was fucking pissed he was so mad <laughs> for, for a good for a good five ten minutes after his set he was so mad because he felt like he quit oh, he felt God. like he felt like he could have done more he felt, and i'm like like, dude, I, like I love it. I love the fighting spirit. I love the competitive nature. But like, i you, like you, you put out a great effort. You know, like what else? Can As you a ask? forced
1: effort, I mean, that's that's incredible. What was he lifting? Was it twenties? No, sixteens. It was sixteens.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's was like, for your for your first set for your first set ever. Like, that's that's fantastic. Right? That's awesome. Like,
1: yeah, you joking me. You know what I mean? To 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 last like. The, almost the 10 minutes and to have the will to keep going that's brilliant so flip open players and keep on it yeah you
0: know i mean it was yeah it was it was great oh he's yeah he's he's not quitting he's 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 on it like he's actually coming he's actually coming by tonight uh since he lives here in the twin cities we're gonna open up the garage door and you know do some socially distant uh some socially distant training uh while we while we do the do the team the team practice tonight so he's gonna come come train in my garage uh, assuming we don't get too much snow oh, we're supposed no to get someone to train a bit in person.
1: makes some difference you know what I mean that's what I'm missing I'm missing just the social end of this whole thing you know because like we're, we're we're in a 5k lot which means like you know we can't go outside a 5k radius of your house so I mean we're really shut away from 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 everybody you know what I mean yeah and it's been that way like since since December the 26th so I mean it's It's a long time already, you know, and you you guys have a a
0: nasty, a nasty variant going on, right? Like the, the, the UK variant is like super, super
1: contagious. Yeah, it's very contagious, you know? So, um, there's lots of fear, but there's also people getting like really annoyed and like, you know, the social and I suppose mental health aspect of this is going to be big over here because I mean, we're literally not seeing anybody. You know, yeah. from one end of the day to the next, except your, except your family. I mean, I'm lucky that I'm in work. I mean, it hasn't affected me at all. Some
0: people don't even like their families.
1: I, I, that happens a lot. <laughs> that happens a lot. I mean, I, I was only saying to the wife there last week, she so said, We're lucky we get on so well.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, especially by the evidence. But, like, yeah, I, I don't even like you anymore. I'm sick of your fucking face. I want to see somebody else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's it I said like we actually get on really well that's great I said imagine if we fucking didn't What she knows I mean we have a ways of getting through this I went to back lived in rocks and they can absolutely show you to the back garden and she's like look that's grand you know if that's what it takes to get you through man you go out and you fucking dig a mud pit out there as long yeah. as you fucking fix to come this
0: spring I'm
1: like okay yeah that, that's fair. <laughs> yeah,
0: fair yeah fair play but
1: yeah look it's, it's 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 been a it's been a rough few months but I mean the, hopefully there's like the end of the tunnel now, you know it seems to be Lots of different companies coming out with vaccines, and we'll be, be able to side this hopefully at the end of the year. You know? Yeah, because so miss so. I miss comms, I miss meeting people. You know, you got lots of plans and things you want to do. Everything on hold at the minute.
0: How's how's your training going? Aside from aside oh, from right. you know people dropping off boulders and being like, "Hey, David, can you lift this one?" How's your, how's your kettlebell training going?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and kettlebell the training, I what I've done is, like I said, I've been training mainly strength and mobility this last, almost 12 months now. And kettlebell sport training has taken a backseat. And mm. um, I'm still training kettlebells twice a week, but not specifically for kettlebell sport. Um, I'm just like, like, today I was on 228s and just just doing long cycle for conditioning, but I'm not with any like sport uh, or, or goal in, in mind, just, to, just as a great conditioning tool. So I'm 10 minutes, um, minute on, minute off with the 28s, long cycle at 10 rpm I, like I, that's thought, when I, I thought, get your I thought you're up. i thought you were so, telling me
0: you just you just did 10 minutes just for fun like like 10 minutes non-stop with the 28s. i thought that's what you were telling me and i was <laughs> to be like you're fucking insane <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes 10 minutes of one minute on one minute off makes more sense that makes more sense
1: <laughs> it's a lot more sense because i mean like i said i have been specifically trained at the sport so um it's it's i'm still having great fun with the kettlebells though you know i'm, I'm working more like mobility stuff I mean, like doing the windmills and. Uh, doing like that Russian kind of circus strongman stuff with the two kettlebells and uh, um, overhead squats. I'm playing great, great fun with them lately um, with the two and the 42 and just just working on my thoracic mobility and my hip mobility and um, great fun with the kettlebells but I'm really I'm really into lifting the stones in a minute because what I, it's just something that's kind of taken a hold of me already the, the, these last 12 months. And I'm, I'm the kind of person that I need to really enjoy my training. I need to really enjoy it and look forward to it. And what I'm looking forward to more is I can't wait to just go out the back and get covered in mud because the weather here is shite. I mean, it rains here 300 days of fucking year. Like so, I mean, I'm out the back in the mud, in the rain, in the dark, and I'm lifting stones. And that's what I want to do. So that's what I've been doing this last 12 months. And I'm loving it. And just, like I said, my my main goal now is to go to Scotland as soon as COVID-19 kind of fucks off and go lift the, the man stones. And that's that's what my that's my next goal that I have. So um that's what I'm gonna do next year. And I'm so really, so really tell, tell
0: me tell me about tell me about those stones because I'm I'm not I don't know I don't know the the mythology behind the the, the stones.
1: Oh um, there's some there's some great stories and the, what I love about it is is that it's like you're it, you're, it's, you're part of history. You're, you're doing something that people have been doing. They've been lifting these specific rocks. I mean, it could be like I can think of maybe 14 to 16 of them over there, and they're just like rocks in a field. Any to anybody else, they're just stones. They're just rocks in a field, and you just drive past them or you walk past. Them. But if you know the history behind them and you know why people have lifted them and how long they've been lifted them, it's, it's awesome. You know, there's one called a Fianna Stone, which is like um, the Fianna is the old uh, Celtic warriors, you know, back in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, you know. And the Fianna Stone was something that you had to lift the chest height. And if you lifted it the chest height, it was one of three trials of manhood to get into the Fianna. You had to lift this stone, which is about 120 kgs up to the chest height. You had to jump the length of your kilt, which was eight foot long. And you had to run at neck height with a sword held straight out and not break stride and run underneath it. And there were the three trials to, to become a fiend, to become a warrior. And people have been lifting this specific stone for thousands of years. You know what I mean? I mean, thousands of years, you know? And it's just this stone in a field. And like, it's in this beautiful Scottish countryside. You're looking out over the highlands, and you're picking up this stone. You're like, there must have been tens of thousands of men who lifted this before me. You know, this is a part of the history, like, and that's that's what I'm fascinated about. You know,
0: yeah.
1: It's like the ones in um, the ones in Iceland are the same, like the uh, the half strap, I think i was telling you t- about that the last time. You know, you had, you had three different stones. One was, and it was all about your, your rank and a Viking warship. You know, so if if you were lifted this stone, you got a half a share of the spoils. Mm-hmm. If you lifted the, the, this stone, you got a full share, so it's like half strong and full strong, just half sterker and full sterker. The full sturker stone is 150 kg and the half one is 100 kg. So you're half strength, you can lift 100, and you're full strong, you can lift 150. That, that's how your worth was dealt in the, in the Viking times. You know what I mean? You were strong enough to lift this fucking thing, and that's what that's what you got your money. I'm like, they're still there, I and mean, that's in the Viking ages, they're fucking still there in the same place. So you can go over and test your strength. And again, like people have been lifting this thing for thousands of years. It's like, it's, it's amazing. It's got this vibe to it. Yeah, you know, it's the it's, it's the uh
0: the, the the interconnected chain of humanity. Um it's the it's what it. the it's what the the Maori the Maori tribe calls it the uh the the fuckabout, right? That's where the, the walkabout come the, the term comes from. And it, it's the it's that we are all we are all an interconnected chain um to our ancestors of the past and the ancestors mm-hmm. of our future. And we this is just our time in the sun, and, and our time in the sun <laughs> is limited, but the but the chain is unbroken. And like it's one of those things that like there it's one of those things that tie it like it like it's a visceral very visceral physical symbol of that chain of of connectivity of humanity right it's like like you know for 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 someone from from the old country right like you're like fuck I might I might be lifting the same stone that my great 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 grandfather lifted you know back in the 1500s you know like that gives me goosebumps right now just just saying that out loud like it gives me goosebumps like to to think about that because like it's a as an American, it's a hard thing for me to like wrap my head around because mm. our country only a couple hundred years old, and like, you know, uh, you know, we're also temporary in nature that we that we forget about like the 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 thousands of of eons that came before us. But like when you see old things like that, it kind of like I don't know, it's like the echoes of, of the course. Course, you know, like you know, that's like exactly it. it's, it's after it. just
1: just stirring this this passion inside Like that's amazing, you know, and and to just to. to to even hold a bit pick up that, that stone and know that so many people have actually had their hands on it before and use this as a trial of strength to become you know to become a warrior it's amazing and it's like um I remember going back to kettlebells again I remember when I done I've been down looking at the Wexford Europeans in 2013 the European chapter crown and the Russians were using these these uh, 32s and I was only starting off really only starting off on the 16th and kettlebells at that stage but I helped bring like bring in the bells and bring them out again and I remember the Russians watching some of Russian guys like long cycling and, and jerking these these 32s and I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, that's incredible. Cause I mean, you're, you're standing off in 16s you only hear myths of people lifting 32s I think there's only two people in Ireland were lifting at that stage. And you just see these guys making it look so easy. I was like, that's that's amazing. You know, th- how, that's just incredible. And then like when you pick the kettle, I pick the kettlebells up after it's like, you can almost feel there's, 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 there's maybe there's something I'm getting from these guys in, in these kettlebells I picked up 32s, is like, Oh yeah, that guy was lifting them. It's like you can almost feel it in in the fucking steam. <laughs> like these guys were, were lifting these. You know this is awesome. So I know I don't know. It's something, something maybe like that. I suppose it might be rambling a bit, but but um, it's it's like you said. It's that chain. It's that um, that power, that vibe you're getting off or something. So that's yeah. that's what's what's taken my. Well, yeah, my fancy over the last the last 20 months well, now
0: you're now you're kind of now you're kind of passing it on to me because now i'm like god where can i get a rock like <laughs> where, can I, where, can I, where can i get a hundred kilo rock i want to i want to get started oh maybe i shouldn't start that heavy but uh you know like, uh, <laughs> i mean it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's
1: it's amazing training man Fuck, I mean, I'm, I'm loving it it's, it's just because it's it's so primal and it's so old school i mean literally back in the day that's all you had you know there was the nothing old, i mean else. it's
0: got to be the oldest form of training there is right like going back i mean back to Cro Magnon man right like pick up rock like.
1: all the way back i mean you go back as far as you can and that's what we had you know what i mean and the feeling of just you know it's it's so different than lifting a barbell. you know it's so different than lifting a kettlebell it's just it's so different because oh yeah it's yeah
0: it's you know, a totally, kettlebells different, and barbells totally want different to be
1: lifted like they're made to be lifted yeah. They're happy being lifted, but I mean, stones are, are quite happy where they are, thanks. They're part of the earth. Yeah. Right.
0: They're like, oh, they don't no, want to be lifted. you don't lift me up, I push you down. Like That's <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing with, with, like, and I've done Atlas stones, right? The strongman stones, right? But, you know, yeah, even, cool. even, those, even those are, like, those are at least shaped to be lifted right they're they're like you know i mean they're not they're 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 intentionally a pain in the ass to be lifted but you know they're they're but they're at least like round they're uniform you know like so like when you pick them up you you can get a grip on them you can roll them up onto your knees and like um i think for people that have never for people that have never lifted a heavy fucking stone like there's something about it that's so uniquely challenging because it's it's not just physical strength it's also like the awkwardness of it, figuring out the, the, the levers of it and where to position different parts of your body. Um, And then like, like and this is just me talking about lifting atlas stones yet alone an actual natural like a natural stone like but like just figuring out like and then being able to roll it up onto your body and like there's there's actually a requisite level of mobility to it too that I think uh, a lot lot of like like I haven't done an atlas stone in fuck 10 years like because I don't I don't know if I could like get into the deep squat position necessary to like roll a stone up onto your quads you know like because if it's (laughs) if it's if it's a big stone like you better be in a deep squat because then you don't have to lift it as far and you can roll it up onto your quads and then you can (laughs) go from there and then you you know hopefully can bear hug it and stand up with it far enough to put it up onto the stand you know but like exactly exactly and
1: that's you hit the nail on the head because it's um first of all every stone has a way it wants to be lifted um like you said you have to find out where the uh the actual weight displacement is in the stone you have to find what part of it that you can grip especially with like unlifting just over field stones and um, you know, stone balls that the guys are, are, are dropping down to, You know what I mean? And the heaviest one I have is, is 90 kilos. It's still, it still makes but, um, me
0: laugh that your friends are just dro- dropping by like, oh, I found a fucking boulder for you, David. Here you go.
1: Get <laughs> a guy to drive up in the, in the Jeep. I'll get a knock on the door. Dave there, yeah. Well, Dave, have a rock for you. Fucking lovely,
0: show me. <laughs> me That's how I door know door. you're my friend. You he brought me a rock.
1: rock. <laughs> and it's like, it's like fucking all my, all my Christmases have come together. Like, how good I have and my wife. is like, oh, motherfucking fucking stone. The backyard was fucking destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like we'd hear our fuck off, them rocks. But oh, I'm having the time of my life out there, man. I'm loving it. Oh,
0: that's. But um, like I
1: said, it's the way it's, it's the picking up of it. So I mean, everyone has a, has a way it wants to be lived in. So, you got to find it the proper way, and then you got to be able to have the strength to get that thing up your lap, and then
0: have the strength. Do you, have to do, you have to do like an unbalanced? The in the... do, you, do you ever have to do like an unbalanced? Yeah, because, I mean, like where like one foot's further forward than the other, just because of the shape of the rock or because of the like the. Generally, um,
1: no. Generally, I get a good base. So, like I said, you got to have a good mobility. You got to be able to get down to the ground, and get underneath. I mean, it's not like a like a deadlift where you, are like yeah, big off the. Off the ground, you're yeah. right down at the grass level. So, like I you got to be able to get under it while still maintaining it a reasonably straight back, because like you don't want to have a big curve across your back when you're lifting something that heavy. Yeah. So you got to have a really good, like, well, a decent level of mobility in your hips, and then have the strength to be able to pull through like the posterior chain to get that thing up to lap level, and then you squat down, wrap your hands around it. And how big the stone is? Like one of my have is really wide, so you're literally like just about getting your fingers around it. And I got I got long span, and, you could, and then you got to have the strength in your back to be able to, to stand up on it, and then you got to strengthen your legs when you get up the shoulder. You have to, have to strengthen your legs to, to jerk it up onto your your shoulder, to your legs. So, I mean, it's, it's serious full body training, you know. Well,
0: have you have you lost any where like you had to get your feet out of the way real quick, or you were going to crush a toe or something? <laughs> Some, sometimes, <laughs> especially
1: because I'm in mean, the backyard and it's it's literally a fucking swamp, and it's raining all the time, and I'm lifting in the mud, you know. So I mean. It's not as if I'm in a gym lifting on a on a, on a rubber mat, or I, I'm out in the, in the rain, you know, lifting in the mud. So I mean, there is times you have a little bit of a slip, and you just gotta you gotta be careful. Like, but thankfully so far I've been mean, yeah. okay. But I mean, again, when when I'm going to over to Scotland or, or going to Iceland, like these places are, they're just as bad weather wise as here. So when you're going to be going to places that's going to be pissing rain. The, the ground is going to be unsound. You're you're not going to a gym to lift. You're going out in the field like so. You
0: look at, you look at all the Viking cultures, right. And, you know, like people don't realize there were Irish Vikings. There were, you know, there, there are a lot of Gaelic Vikings as well. Right. But you look at all the Viking cultures and the one thing they all had in common is they all came from places with shitty weather where people are like, yeah, I'm going to get in a boat and get the fuck out of here. And I'm going to show up in a pissed off mood <laughs> when I, whenever I get where I'm going, I'm, I'm going to show up pissed off because I've been getting hammered by rain and snow and wind and whatever. And I haven't seen the sun in you know, uh, you know, three months. So. <laughs> It's no wonder they were just like, oh, man. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fuck you. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. It's so <laughs> fucking
1: rainy here. I mean, it's been raining here since January. I think we've had two days of sun since January,
0: Ugh.
1: and I mean, it's dark. Like it's getting dark at four o'clock in the evening. So it's like,
0: yeah. I and mean, my training <laughs> has to brutal, be brutal, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is brutal. But you, you're, but said, you, like a, men- bring you a like a mental challenge? Past.
1: Mentally, yes. I mean. I like, am putting up all these posts online people are just saying me, all, all of my friends at work, they just think I've lost a plot at this stage. They're like, you're fucking mad. You know, you, you, there's something fucking wrong with you man. You know, you're, you're fucking mental. You know, you're out in the rain and I just seen that it's pissing rain. And I'm out lifting rocks in the mud. Like You're fucking mad. It's pitch dark. It's wet. You're covered from head to toe in mud. I'm like, yeah, man, I've never felt so happy. <laughs>
0: They're not wrong, David. <laughs> I, I I love you, but they're not wrong. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, you I might be. You, one you one might one be one. a little mental. <laughs> yeah, there's something.
1: There's something definitely definitely missing. Some part of the family there. i blame it on his father anyway. <laughs> it's oh, certainly, uh, it's certainly, it's
0: certainly genetic.
1: <laughs> oh man! But it's just been great fun, and it, it's it's kept me going mentally because, like I said it does rain that much and it has been miserable so if I didn't have that I think I'd have gone fucking mentally because what I'm really really missing is things like going to the beach and stuff because I mean like mm. I was brought up by the sea I think we touched on this the last time yeah like if the sea is in the middle I mean I, I swim two or three times a week all year long just get out into the water I love the feel of it and uh, I can't go you know I can't there's no beach within 5k of me you know and i can't get out there and because, like, there's, what, there's what, guarding ha- what
0: happens if you just of say if, what happens if you just say fuck it i'm going to the beach and you leave your 5k radius like what what happens then
1: look i mean you go and there'll be a guard of patrol there and they'd say where you're from they check your car they'll find you and if you do it a few times in a row like it's it's, it's court and, and jail you know something like is, is it worth it I mean, the fine isn't much, I mean, it's a hundred quid, like. but even still, it's a hundred quid, you know? Yeah, it's not nothing. So, it's not nothing, you know, and if I went two or three times a week, you know, and you get caught two or three times in a row, sure. Then you're getting into a prosecution kind of thing, you know what I mean? So, like, like a, a case in point, a friend of mine went <laughs> up the fucking mountain today. I mean, the mountains are 30 minutes from me, the Cumber Mountains and Water, and he went, he went up the mountains on a Tuesday day, You know, no one around, and who is sitting up in the car park before you go for a walk up to the mountains? Only a guard car, you know. And he's like, "Turn around, man, and go home, or, or I'll find you." He's like, "There's nobody else fucking here. Like, I'm literally here with you up a mountain. What harm am I doing? I'm going to walk up a mountain by myself, and then come back down and go Out, home." Outdoors, outdoors. He said, "There's no one else fucking around. There's only the two cars. him and the, him and the guard." And he was like, eh, "No, man, you're outside your five K, go home." It's like it's it's madness you know
0: yeah that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me like not I not one bit i mean like, that that's 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 an since to stand to this topic it's
1: like i won't like i won't world.
0: defend i won't defend many of america's policies when it comes to uh when it comes to covid action because we don't really have a leg to stand on as the world leader in infections um you know but um yeah you know it's uh i i will say that like the restrictions that some EU countries have done on just all activity, regardless mm. of context, doesn't make sense to me. Because like, yeah. I would want I want you to go swimming. <laughs> I want mm. you to get like I want mm. you to go hike up a mountain and like yeah. yeah, like yeah, stay away from people. Like stay a meter away from people if you can, and like wear a mask if you're if you can't be more than a meter away. But like yeah, go climb your fucking mountain. Go for your swim. Go for your bike ride. Go for like get out of your house and like before you. Before you kill someone because, or yourself because you're too depressed, you know, like, hey man, look, that,
1: that, that's exactly it. And, and that's what I, I never really got from the start of this. It's like, I can be in work and I can deal with maybe 200 people a day working in my store because we're one of the only stores open because we're a hardware um, outlet. So I can be in there talking to literally face to face with hundreds of people every day, but I can't go up a mountain by myself, you know, or I can't go to the beach by myself at six in the morning, you know. But um, at this stage, I'm kind of starting to sneak out and do it anyway, because um, I've just kind of come to the end of the with but, you know, Yeah. when we start yeah. kind of analyzing the picture, like, oh, fuck that, man, that don't make job of sense. So I went out the other morning um, last week and it was a, like a cold, a bit warm, but I went out at 6, 6 a.m. and just got out to the beach and it was just this, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful to do it, you know, it was, it was really kind of like coming home, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, man, that was great. So like I really missed that because like every Sunday morning of my whole life, that's what I've been doing. I've been getting up and going to the going to the beach at dawn. It's just a thing that I do, and I've always done it at least once a week. Just that that nice feeling kind of maybe kind of a spiritual feeling as well. Yeah. That's you know, you're there by yourself, just you and nature, you and like just sea bars. There's no, nobody else around. Never. i never be anybody that error. And uh, you come home for a fresh, you feel great. You have to have a nice kind of a spiritual awakening and you yeah, a bit of a swim, you know, your body's kind of feeling great, you know, you're coming out with cold water and it's, 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 it's a nice way to start the day. So um, that's what I've been really missing this last 12 months. So I'm just starting to kind of just flaunt the rules a bit now, I think, and just keep fucking going. And-
0: I think the thing I'm I think the thing I miss the most, um, well, aside from just regular interaction with my friends like face to face, but I think the, the other thing the other thing I miss the most right now is uh, I haven't been to a concert in it in over in over a year and like I was supposed to go yeah. see Chris Stapleton uh you know i was like they're like they're you know they're like you have like the you're like ah oh, god and like there were concert like my my buddy had tickets to go see rage against the machine they they had oh, to cancel man. they had to cancel their tour and he was like yeah. he was so crushed because he like he'd been waiting his whole life to see rage against the machine live and they had to cancel you know and i'm like oh god like i just want to know when going to skip I, I, I just want to go see a show and like at this point i'm like i don't care if i go like sit on a patio and listen to a shitty cover band like i just want to hear live music and have a beer and hang out with my friends and like oh
1: man listen to me i mean i'm so the exact same like i love love live music i love playing it i love listening to it and it's something again that i've, I've always done since i was since i was a kid you know since i was 14 or 15 i've been playing live music so just even even like I said, to go, go to a pub game, to go to listen to a covers band, even that, that'd do me at this stage, you know. Give me that, give me a few drinks, you know, sitting in a sitting in a corner somewhere, I'd be fucking happy. I don't even want to festival. but I do want a festival. Fuck, okay, I want a festival. You know, even that'd do me at this stage. Just just to go listen to a fucking bit of live music, man. Really fucking miss music. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the whole thing about music is music has to be shared, doesn't it? I mean, I'm sitting at home playing guitar here and it's grand you know and you're, you're you're singing out a few songs and you, know, you might share them on, on, on Facebook or something but music is it's meant to be played with other people isn't it and it's meant yes. to be kind of listened to by people and appreciated <laughs>
0: and, yeah like, I mean I'd I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to like, have you pick up the guitar and, and play something and I'll sing, you know, but it's like, you can't do it over zoom because it's, you know, no. you got two competing microphones and you've got uh, lag and you've got like, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's an in-person thing and you can't like, it is there's a feel, to, it. there's a feel to the song. And like, I can, like when you're standing next to your guitar player, you can see the, you can see him speed up or slow down a little bit when you see the rhythm of his hand. And like, there's mm-hmm. just so many little things to like perform. Performing live, that like you just there's a visceral part of it that you can't capture in any other way, and it's like you know the uh, it's, it's an art form. It's an
1: immediate art form. It's something that has to be like I said experienced. You know what I mean? Because like one thing I love about music is just it's there and it's gone. But I mean, the thing is you have to be there. You know yeah. what I mean? To, to experience, you know? Well, yeah, there's, and guess-
0: there's something you can't describe about it. It's like, you know, like I can tell you about the best concert I've ever been to. And it's like, and I can tell you, and I can, I could be the most eloquent, I could be the most eloquent descriptor ever. I could be Ernest Hemingway with words and like describe it to you in the most beautiful prose but it's still not the same as being there and feeling it in your skin and feeling it in your bones. And, like, you know, like it's, there's just something about that. And, like, well, like I said, it's visceral.
1: It's, it has to be experienced, you know? And that's what I'm, that's what I'm missing. That's what I'm missing about music because, I mean, Jesus, I've been playing, in, like, I don't know how long you're playing music. I'm playing music. Already.
0: Oh, so my my whole life. I mean my, I, life. My, 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 my mother tells me I my mother tells me I was singing before I could before I could speak words that I like that I would I like the I, sound of that. You know, that I would sing before I could even speak words, you know, because that's just how I am, I guess. <laughs> like, I still sing every day, whether it's just yeah. for me, you know, but uh, I still sing every day and uh, so I, if you were sitting at
1: home, right? You're sitting yeah. at home and you want to sing a song. What would you go towards?
0: Oh man, that's such a good question. Um, it depends on the mood, right? And sometimes exactly sometimes it depends on the mood. Sometimes it's weird though. Like I, I don't know how you. I'll, and I'll, I'll turn this question back to you in a second. Like sometimes, sometimes I sing to express my mood, and sometimes I choose something intentionally to change my mood. Right. Like if I, there are times when I'm like, I'm angry and I don't like that. I'm angry. So I'm going to put on something super happy or something that I know makes me happy. And then there are some times where I'm like, no, I'm angry and I want to feel this motherfucker and I'm putting on Slipknot and I'm like, I'm just like raging and like, you know, I'm like, you just let it go. And there's that release to it too. So it really, it, it totally depends on the mood and like what's going on and, and what's the intention behind what I'm singing. Like there are times like when I wake up in the morning, and I sing, I sing stuff that's in lower register because I want to improve my lower register range. So that's when I'll put on my Johnny Cash and I'll start singing down here, nice. <laughs> you know, Got to try yeah. to try 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 and work the lower register. And then there are times when I'll like I'll try and I'll put on Chris Stapleton and I'll you know I'll try I'll try and sing some Chris Stapleton stuff or I'll sing hamilton like i'll sing that like broadway tunes i'll sing like oh it, yeah it really it really depends on what i'm like in the mood for and what i'm what i'm trying to do and like uh, i don't know it's all it's all over the fucking map man. So it really it really, yeah. just, <laughs> it really just depends on the day and the mood and you know and what's but how do you use like do you use music to change your mood or do you use it to express your mood or does it depend on the day for you too
1: again it's it's, it's something pretty similar um um, music for me is is kind of like it's a release, you know. Um, like I said, a, an emotional kind of release. So there's times when you're feeling it, because I mean, and I have been over these last couple of months, like because I said it's so dark and it's so locked in. That, um, you're feeling kind of melancholy. So what I find that feeling melancholy, and especially with the likes so of the '90s '90s artists, like you know, it's the um, whole
0: grunge thing Alice in Chains like, I was just they, like my, my, my mind Chains. went right right to Alice in Chains like
1: Alice in Chains <laughs> is exactly what I was going to say Alice in Chains so they kind of taught you that it's okay to feel melancholy you can sing about feeling melancholy and that actually makes you feel better you know and that, that's how I find myself as well so if I'm feeling kind of depressed or something or just kind of pissed off like I generally go to the Alice in Chains and I'll bring out the guitar and you really got to got to belt that out you know what I mean Oh, yeah. and I think it's the force of actually getting that song out and really giving it everything you have. It generally gives you a sense of euphoria because so you feel a hell of a lot better. So When I'm feeling that kind of that way, that that kind of stuff helps. Um, I'm having great fun playing a bit of Nick Drake stuff. Lately. I don't know if you know Nick Drake. But, no. um, Nick Drake is a, an artist from the, the late 60s, early 70s. Um, just a, an acoustic guitar player from England. But his, his stuff is phenomenal, absolutely amazing guitar playing. And he plays all these mad different keys, different different tunings in the guitar, and I mean having great fun, kind of picking away with that for a while. He's got a lovely soft voice, and he's a real chill out. So I mean, generally, mm. I, go, I go out to the car in lunchtime. I walk. I'm after dealing with a hundred guys, and my head is fucking melted. I will just go out to the car and have a cup of a cup of coffee. You know, I have coffee in a in a little jar, and I'll just put on a bit of Nick Drake and just just chill out for for twenty minutes, half an hour, and that kind of brings me back up, brings you back around again, kind of mellows me out after being. Up that high, yeah. with, with stress, you know. So, like I said, music is—it—that's what I love about it. It's, it's such a release, you know. There's so much you can do with it that that'll make you feel better. Yeah. And like, For me, it's—it's it's been a catharsis. It's been—it's um, been a way of dealing with the whole thing. And the gambuki, I have it. We're looking to have it. I mean, a lot of people don't have it, you know. So between that and training and, that, and a few other things, like this, I'm kind of just keeping me on an even keel through this last crazy twelve months, you know.
0: I feel, I feel like every, I feel like everybody has music whether they realize it or not like even if you can't sing even if you can't play but like if you just like if you if you can find your if you can find the music that speaks to you like everybody has that available to them you know it's yeah I don't know I but don't...
1: George, what I'm finding um, what I'm finding John that talking to my my own kids and um, lately you know, they are they, not really into music that much, you know. Um it's not something that's just as important to them as it is to the likes of maybe our generation. And talking to a lot of like my my family and friends, children. Because their the music st- is shite. Yeah, you know, I, I hate to sound like that that old guy.
0: Yeah, I'm that you old guy. Mean? I'm that old guy like back in my day, we made real music. <laughs> oh
1: back in my day I wore an onion on my back society today. But, <laughs> but you know, the music nowadays, but at least the popular music that's been that's been put out on the airwaves is fucking melodial. You know, it is really bad. It's terrible, you know, it's auto-tuned, it's just generic, and there's there's no soul to it, you know. Whereas I think in the nineties and like previous to that, I think lastly really the, the late nineties, kind of music had a purpose, you know, it had a feeling, it had a, a way of making you feel, you know. And I have
0: a I have a prediction just
1: though. Seem to be there nowadays. Not the last twenty years, I don't think. You know, the odd couple of bands you can say, okay, you know, they're they're great. But in general, I think it's up to take a big
0: slide. I, I think, but I think we're gonna see. It's always cyclical, and I think I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see coming out of COVID. I think we're gonna see some really good music come in the next decade. I I, I genuinely believe that because because there are some there is a lot to process. There's a lot of people that are really feeling the feels. I guarantee you there is some musician out there who was not a musician going into lockdown who came out of it a fuck lot better as a musician mm-hmm. and like maybe found their voice and started writing and stuff like it might be like it yeah. probably saved some people and there's probably some really amazing music out there that just needs to be recorded and put out that's gonna come out over the next you know couple of years that's that's just my maybe I'm being that's optimistic but that's I, I think oh, that's going yeah, I point. think that's gonna happen
1: because generally I suppose that the best kind of music comes from like a really deep felt emotion, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and there's been a lot of depressed and fucking pissed off people over the last, the last 12 months. You know what I mean? It's taken, a, it's taken a hit of a lot of people. So, I mean, I, I, I like I said, people might use that channel that I'm put into music. That, that'd be great. And we've had a lot of time to practice. Yeah, exactly. Fucking-
0: I poured myself a bit of this teeling uh, whiskey and it is very yeah. good. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, it doesn't have the bite that you get from... from It's very smooth, very sweet. It's definitely sweet. I do love. It. It's I do love.
1: I do absolutely love the whiskey. I love it too much. That's the problem. Oh, shit. <laughs> what did I have here? Well, I forgot to show. I gotta show you this, man. Okay. This is a bottle of potin, which is raw like a, distilled Irish spirit, I suppose, made from Potatoes, and it's made uh, illegally. <laughs> in it's moonshine. That's 70- what we
0: call. That's what we call moonshine this on state state side. Is
1: Real Irish moonshine. It's about seventy five percent proof, Ooh. and it so, is gorgeous. that's
0: a one a one fifty proof seventy five percent potato grain alcohol.
1: Man, this is serious though, serious but made from it still up the mountains um, and an illegal still up the mountains. And I got a I got a half bottle of this. Of a friend of mine for Christmas and the bottle is small enough small enough little bottle but I mean I drank that much of it one night and I think I was drunk for about 25 26 hours <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's what that's what we call white dog here that's the that's the the, the raw material that you use to make that you used to make bourbon yeah, yeah take that's that take that's that the, put that it. put that in theory. an oak, oak cask and let that let that, let that sucker age for four to mm-hmm. four to twelve years and see how it see how it turns out. Thanks for tuning in to this special St. Paddy's Day edition of the Platform Podcast with David Killen. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. I just want to take this opportunity to let you know that the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club will be hosting our first in-person competition on October. 16th here in the twin cities hosted by our friends at the athlete lab so we'll be at little canada minnesota you can find more information and register for the event on the twin cities kettlebell club website can't wait to see you there now let's get back into it with david kewin Are you planning on competing later this year? Assu- I mean, assuming everything opens up, are you gonna are you gonna hop back on the platform and, and compete again in, in sports soon? Or?
1: I can't see it happening here, I and mean, I really can't because I mean, we're still so locked down; it's hard to see past that, George.
0: But aren't you guys? Aren't you guys getting? You got to be getting the same. Like you are going to be getting vaccinated in the next six months. Like everybody's going to be vaccinated by, I mean, by Thanksgiving, right? Like
1: I put in. Um, I put in like we have this uh, like app that you can put in when you. Expect to be vaccinated, um. You know when, when you get your your due date. I like am my my expected vaccination date is between the fifteenth of November to the fifteenth uh, of May next year. So
0: do you think? But do you think? Being, I, do you think they're being realistic with that, or is that being conservative because they don't want to let people down? Like they don't want people to be disappointed. Whereas we're doing it fun. the other way. We're like, hey, everybody's going to be vaccinated by the Fourth of July. You can have yeah. your spring. You can have your sparklers and your barbecue. You know, um, which I don't I mean. I, I, I don't know if that's so, going to happen or not, better. but.
1: I hope they're playing it down you know I really do because the thoughts are just another I mean it's like we're already in March, you know so the thoughts of another another nine months another year of this is uh, is pretty fucking the present so I'd like to think I'd hope to think that we'd all be kind of good to go by at least you know at least September you know what I mean yeah. if I even had like the, the last bit of this year that I could kind of say wait well, you plan a few things or you know, I could I could go compete because, I mean, like the worlds has been put off now. You know, the, like the worlds meant to happen. last them, when we talking? Was it last July, June, or July? I think we were talking. Uh, first.
0: Yeah, I think I, so. yeah. I think something. It's, it's, about, the ti- time is so grey now. It all it all kind <laughs> of blends together. I think it bleeds in together. Yeah. <laughs> and we
1: were saying like, yeah, it was it was November. Was was meant to be the, the worlds, the IKMF worlds. You know, and now we're kind of saying like, is it going to happen this November? You know, that's. You know what I mean? That's not 15 months from the last time we were talking, you know, because like, even the the logistics of getting people from all over the world to be able to fly in here to go compete, like even running a competition, you're thinking, how is that going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. The logistics of running a comp, you know, everybody using the same kettlebells. What are you going to do? Clean the kettlebell after every every use, you know, warm up area. How are we going to work that? Chalk buckets? You know crowd social distancing you know the platforms is okay you actually get up and should be okay but you know the, it's the whole warm-up area the whole do you you know sanitize everything you know it, it's i can't see anything live, live happening here this year i just can't see it i hope i'm wrong i hope something happens the end of the year but i can't see there been any in-person competition here this year mm. you know whereas i'm talking like i was, I was training an, an athlete uh jenny jenny skendo and and Jenny was was competing in an in person comp in America there I like, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago,
0: yeah. And
1: he competed in one in November and December. I was like, man, because I, I was looking at the, the live feeds, going, oh man, that's awesome. But, you know, look look at everybody there, look at them all there together in the gym.
0: You know, yeah. Well, some some of that some of that's like just because you know people in Florida are like, fuck you, freedom, we don't care. <laughs> like there's yeah. there's there's a bit of that here. So that some of, some of that is going on too, where it's like you know, ninety percent of the of the states are like still locked down in some form or fashion. And then there's Texas and Florida are like, fuck you. We're, not, we do, what we we're do what we want. We're we're independent. We're you know, so there's there's a bit of that going on too. But oh, okay.
1: You know. Okay. I, I, I can see that point. So it's, it's not everywhere. But I mean even like talking to me with my friends over in over in Australia, you know, and, and keep in contact with those guys a lot.
0: Yeah. And yeah. uh
1: like they're just training away in gyms and they're having like competitions and
0: see them all together training I'm like that's fucking remember doing well, they, that that was they, they locked they locked down their entire they country they closed it. they closed Why? their borders and they closed their borders and locked down the whole country contact traced got really aggressive with it and were like they were just like, no, nobody can come in and let you can quarantine for two weeks. And then, and then, and then, but, but no, nobody in with nobody in without a two week quarantine. And we're going to, we're going to get on the other side of this and we're going to be okay. Cause we live on an Island and they're, they're yeah, just like, we're you made, for it. and so are we, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like Ireland was actually set up for this, We're like New Zealand, I mean, we're just
1: just small little rock by itself in the middle of the ocean. We could have just closed the borders and said, look, you're not coming in, you know, that's it. And if you're coming in, you're, you're, you're locked down for two weeks. Like I said, if you wanted to just shut out everywhere down, like they're doing now, shut it down for three or four weeks, make sure everybody is clear, and then open back up again and you're good to go. You know, why didn't they do that? You know what I mean? I, why I think, didn't they do that?
0: Well, you you probably know better than I, but my my hypothesis is because of being part of the EU, that would have serious economic impacts, right? And they, the economic impacts that the politicians were not willing to answer for. Um like like no one wanted they were, to make the
1: hard choice, you know, yeah. sort of that's what it was. That's no nobody that's was willing that.
0: to step up. That's the thing I hate is like, it's, you get, you get so many politicians that, that like, it's like part of leadership is telling people the hard truth that they don't want to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that sucks. It, it sucks to tell somebody like, hey, the reason you're not losing weight is you're not following the plan. Or the reason you like, maybe you need to stop drinking five days a week, right? That's the reason, right? Like, but that's part of leadership. Sometimes it's like telling people the shit they don't want to hear. It's like, yeah, this is gonna suck. But what we need to do is this. And that's based on the science. And I'm sorry that you don't want to hear that. But here's what needs to happen because it's better in the long term. Yeah, it's gonna suck in the short term. But like, we have to do that as parents. Right. We have to do that. Like you of course have to we do. tell your kids like, no, I'm sorry. You no, you you do have to go to bed at eight o'clock because that's your bedtime. Yes. I would love to let you stay up until 10 o'clock watching Animaniacs or, you know, watching the next Disney movie. But then you're going to be an asshole tomorrow because you didn't get enough sleep. You know, so it's, I think you, you got to
1: do it. You don't want to do it a lot of the times, but you yeah. got to do it. You know what I mean? Like you want to be they, the
0: cool dad. You want to be the like. You want to be the like. Everybody wants to be popular and well liked, and you know. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes being a good leader means being unpopular. Like there are exactly. times that there are times where you just have to be unpopular and be willing to be unpopular, uh, to do right by people. But and in, unfortunately, in an no, in, in elected office, that might mean that you might not be in elected office much longer. But you know, that's the problem. But then
1: they you, you make the unpopular the thing, and then like everybody return and say, hey, look what this guy is doing. You know, he's telling you. We're telling you, you can do this, but this guy's saying you can't do this. And yeah, vote for me instead. You know, so and
0: yeah, and that's and that's and that's the problem. Is then you get the the then you get the Floridas of the world that are like, hey, we'll just <laughs> you, just you, people be fucking like, anybody. vote just vote anybody. for vote for me because I didn't I didn't lock you in your home. It's like,
1: yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> that guy's <laughs> yeah. fucking great.
0: Do what you want, guys. You know, there's there's so um, there's probably there's probably a happy medium in there somewhere, but it's a hard needle to thread, and it, it is, know, and I get because nuance, I mean, nuance is hard head. to communicate to the masses. <laughs> so.
1: That's the fucking problem, you know. And it's only when you work with the general public that we realize how stupid they are. You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, yeah, you're, like, that. You're, like, you're like you're like you're like people are stupid and irrational. A person yes. might be very smart and very rational, but people in general and and mass are irrational and and very dumb.
1: <laughs> oh man, you just got to look. I mean, yeah, the whole world just watched in horror, man. America there the last the last days of Trump. You know what I mean? It was um like I said, it, it was mass hysteria. You know, gone fucking mental over there. Right? There was a it was an uncomfortable watch for the rest of the world. You know, at times we were laughing at him and just kind of saying, "Look, this guy's a fucking clown. Look, look how silly he is." You know, and then, but then it, it got fucking dangerous.
0: How, yeah, so, how, did, how did you guys like our little mini coup that happened? Um, man, I, I was... Whatever you know, whatever I, you want to call it, the insurrection.
1: Like, I, I don't watch um, a lot of TV, but I was stuck to uh, CNN for, I think about five days to seven days solid. I was just watching it all day. I mean, I, I come home from work at lunchtime, and I'd watch it for an hour, and then I come back and I'd watch it all evening long. And then when we saw the the actual capital riot take place i mean we said we couldn't believe it you know is, is this actually happening in america you know yeah america is this bastion of, of of freedom and and democracy and there's a fucking insurrection happening over there you know are you are you for real you know and it was like it was uncomfortable viewing and then like at the start it was just like oh look at the fuck, funny guy with the horns and yeah. look at this guy sitting in a chair but then you realize how fucking dangerous it was you got to be as the days went on you got to kind of more behind the scenes yeah. Um, images of guys getting bit with flagpoles and and people getting shot and it was like that was fucking really dangerous, you know. That was within a, a hair's breadth of becoming something crazy altogether, you know, yeah. Or yeah. an actual fucking military coup happened in America. So it, it was it was uncomfortable, but you know, riveting viewing to be honest with you, for <laughs> for a few weeks. I don't know what it was like to live through it, man. I mean, that must be fucking scary times, over.
0: It, it was or yeah. was it just
1: incredulous it was like is, is this actually happening what was not feeling
0: uh it, it was um it was both of those things simultaneously um I, it was actually like the 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 only time in my adult life that i can honestly recall feeling ashamed of being american and that and that yeah. I, I don't say that lightly It's a difficult I'm, thing to say it is it is i'm very proud to to be where i'm hmm. from and it's um but i was like i just i just couldn't believe that it had gotten to that point where there was mm-hmm. such a that there was such a narrative that had taken hold of enough people that that they were willing that they were willing to that they were willing to harm others in mm-hmm. order in order to but it, there was so there's like so much behind it too because there's always that portion of the population here that's like just looking to you know there because there's like the deep the deep pockets of like The white supremacists that are just looking to like start a race war and those crazy you know those crazy bastards are are just here Mm -hmm. and they've they've been here for forever and they'll probably be here for forever you know but the fact that they the fact that they were able to use that opportunity to like to get enough people to follow to follow that kind of charge you know it was yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it was it just no it just made hard. me. It just made me like watch in abject horror, and like it made me feel sick to my stomach to see. Like I, I, I never thought it would get to that point. Like I just never thought I would. I never thought I would see the day where where, like, the Capitol building was forcibly breached, you know, mm. by American citizens, American. you know, yeah. trying to by overthrow American. the results of a democratic election. You
1: know, That's you know like,
0: what
1: was the end result there? What You know, that it was Americans. I mean, because, you know, all the way through the Bush regime and all that, and everything was like Bin Laden and, and all that stuff, and like, you know, foreign invaders and stuff. But for the Capitol building to actually be attacked by American people, you know, people yeah. in your own country, it, it was incredible. But I mean, like it, it just goes to show you, you know, that there's always, Two sides of everything. Those people felt they were one hundred percent right. Obviously enough. Yeah. They felt yeah. they were doing America a favor by doing yeah, they, this. They, you know and they, still,
0: they thought they were doing the right thing. That's and that's the thing that I mean. You're right. It's it's both scary and it's also like I I try and look at it from the perspective of we're all capable of this, right? Like there is a there is a uh, there is we're all capable of this type of behavior. I mean, like there are certain things that we all believe in enough that it's like yes, I would. Do whatever it takes, whether it's protect your family or like there are just certain things mm. that you believe in enough to believe that you're you're willing to sacrifice your own well being to to protect them or you know, and they 100% believed that what they were doing was was right. Exactly, and they that believed is terrifying, but also yeah, that's
1: the scary thing. That's the
0: scary thing,
1: you know, that they believe. But this is all again being fed by. I mean, what really brought it home to me and um, watching the American news, right, was that you have two separate versions of reality. You know, you have
0: yeah.
1: CNN and you have Fox, and both of them are polar opposite to each other, and both of them have massive followings. So, I mean, one person, like whoever's watching Fox News believes what they done was right, and whoever watches CNN News believes that what they done was wrong. But if you're brought up in a household that only shows that, that's your reality. You don't know anything else. You know, you you don't, because if you're brought up, you know, with bigotry and hatred like that, I mean, we had that up north here as well. Yeah. That if you're brought up one way, you don't want to know the other way because their way is wrong. You know, your way is right. That's it. Why? Because my daddy told me he's right. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, you know, it it just goes to show you the power of like the the media portrayal of this whole thing as well, you know.
0: Well now there's um, you add the you add the you add two dynamics to it, right? You add the dynamic yeah. of so of social media where you can self-select the people that you hear and that you don't hear. So so it's like well how can somebody believe that this is the truth it's like well they're on a platform that allows them to self select the message that they're hearing so they end up in an echo chamber uh, you know if you don't if you don't intentionally keep people in your circle whom you disagree with you end up in an echo chamber of your own belief system so it becomes self reinforcing and you're like well how can anybody believe that Joe Biden legitimately won the election I literally know zero people that 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 believe that that actually happened and it's like okay well that's because you self curated the people out of your life that, or or maybe you live in an area where that's the belief, and but you've also curated people out of your life that that believe differently than you, um, and it can go that can go either way. Like that's not that's you know that can go either way. But then so you add that to it, and then you put it inside the pressure cooker that we've been talking about of the pandemic and lockdown and all of the economic pressure that goes along with that. You have definitely you have people that are desperate for things to be different because they are out of work for an extended period of time or they're locked at their house and they're going fucking crazy and like so, like you add those two components to it and suddenly it's like you put the lid on top of a boiling pot and sealed it and it's like like that the pressure cooker of the of the pandemic like just made it that much worse you know yeah and it also doesn't it also doesn't help that you have a leader who has you know who has the choice yeah, to well, either voice pre- to, to either to either press the release valve and be like hey let's release some of this pressure before this thing blows up or to turn up the heat and he decided yeah. he opted for turning up the heat because he thought that's what was beneficial to him yes um, you know you know it, it was like I said, it was it was
1: the perfect storm of all of that you know and you, you explained it very succinctly and very uh, eloquently i must say um but that's what it was. It was just this perfect storm of two and two or three or four different things like that all coming together and then from the very, very top not hitting the release, which just thinks they're putting the fire under it. And it just threw people over the edge, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it was um what's it like over there now? What's the general feeling there now? Is, is there people are are people behind the current president or are they is there still a lot of
0: his approval rating ratings about fifty percent, which is okay. I mean, that's yeah. uh, it's it, that's certainly much better than Trump's was, um, but it's also not anywhere close to like what Obama's was, and it's you know, but it, it and we feel more and more tribal honestly it feels more and more it feels more and more divided it? yeah it feels more and more divided all the time where it's we've 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 divided into these two parties very very stringently and it's gotten yeah. more divided over over the years um you know and i i i feel like it's getting slightly better i hope so because i feel like biden did do a good job of of trying to speak to uh you know like we have a lot more in common than than we don't and you know i feel like there are some people that have embraced that and i feel like there i I hope and this could just be self-serving bias but i hope there are more people like me that are like i don't view the people that are republicans as bad people or as enemies like in people like you know i know people in my i know people in my life that supported trump uh especially in the first election and then and then didn't in the second election because they they're like you know i don't like what he's doing i know people yeah. that supported trump in both elections and i'm still friends yeah. with some of those people too yeah. right like so long as they're not uh like so long forcing as not, their beliefs well that or so long as i don't think that they're a bad person fundamentally yeah. like that you know like but they have their reason like i always try and look at like why do they believe the way that they believe and what do they believe and and hmm. um do like it's okay for them to believe that there's a different way for the country to go that is a better way than what we're currently going because we can have we and so long as they're willing to have civil disagreement you know um that's that's what it breaks down to then then because because then i would be i would be being arrogant to think that my way is the only way or the best way that would be intellectually arrogant of me so so Mm -hmm. long as we can have conversation where it's give and and they can explain why they think the right way to go is x y or z and why i think that the right way to go is you know a b and c like then we can talk about it. and that's probably yeah. about that that's that but that feels like how diametrically opposed some of the the viewpoints are and hopefully we can meet somewhere near the middle but like it feels like you have so. this huge push and pull back and forth and it feels like these these things are getting more and more extreme and we're getting more intransigent and, and things are not you know, uh, there's less and less willingness to compromise, and there's like entire like movements within the the U.S. political culture that are like literally called no compromise movements. Like, there's a, a group of gun rights advocates who are like zero compromise on anything gun rights related. Like, if you oh, if yeah. you if you say machine guns are uh, out, you know, aren't aren't legal, then that's a slippery slope to all guns are illegal, right? That's their logic, right. and it's like like they're not helping the dialogue. Like, you know, even though like. But I know that like 80% of Americans support the idea of like universal background checks to buy a firearm, like 80% of yeah. Americans support that idea. That's a lot. You know, but the problem that's is. That's a lot
1: of people. And I'm, I'm, I'm rightly I'm, talking, I'm rightly so, it should be, you know what like, I mean?
0: It's, a, that's a, it's, a, it's a not, not a super controversial thing. Like, hey, you want a gun, we want to just check out that you're not a crazy person and not a right wing extremist and not a left wing extremist. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's a fairly reasonable thing to expect i think so. Yeah, right? <laughs> you, you fucking know? joking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know but there but there is a portion of the population that thinks that that's crazy but there is a 50 percent portion of the politicians that will not support that because they won't get re-elected if they support that right and that's the problem is there's yeah. the disconnect between what the the will of the people is and what actually happens in in legislation is like there's such a huge disconnect there. And I feel like that's a big part of the the problem on both sides, because that's why the the beliefs get more extreme. And the thing like there's, I don't know, we went way down a very, a very, very complicated complicated rabbit hole, but I I appreciate
1: the question. It's very interesting times, you know, It, it is. And like I said, the divisiveness is, is, is always a worry because when you just have two parties, you know, and, and some people will just vote blue and some people will just vote red. Yeah. just because that's the way their their parents voted or the way they were brought up and it creates a dangerous kind of presence like you're not voting for a person or their you know their their beliefs or or what their ideas are for governance you're, you're just voting them because they were either blue or red and that's it you know and it's it's happening a lot you know and like i said social media echo chambers is a dangerous fucking it's a dangerous dangerous thing you know yeah and like you got the whole q thing that happened and People just, yeah. like I said, just jumping down rabbit holes and just digging these fucking trenches and just going deeper and deeper and deeper. And like I said, everybody, they're agreeing with them. And suddenly the most crazy things you can think of are like, there's they, this, this the belief that this kind of stuff happened. And it's like, it's it's crazy. This would have never happened. I mean, like, it's like every fucking lunatic now can just put out anything online and you can have a load of people agree with you. Like the only time you ever get that before the internet was... You met some mad fucker down the pub. We started talking, shite and you just stepped away from him. was like, go away, Are we talking shit? You fucking lunatic. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, well, talk, I thought, well if, I, if, is,
0: if, if you and I, if you and I were sitting down at the pub, and I was like, let me tell you something, David. <laughs> there, there is a whole fucking cabal of 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 elites that are satanic pedophiles that are running this. They're they're the ones running everything. They're the fucking ones running everything, and you know how I know because Q told me this. This this guy, he's like a deep, like he's deep in the government. You'd be like, you'd be like, you'd just sit there and laugh, and you'd have a laugh, and you'd you'd have a laugh, and sip your drink. (laughs) Walk off.
1: But now, like I said, you got all these guys who just believe this hook line and fucking sinker, and that's like I said, and they're just bouncing these wilder, crazier ideas of each other all the time. Until suddenly you get the idea like that somebody's fucking eating cannibal babies and all this kind of stuff. No, no, that's like, it's just some crazy shit. It really, really is. You know? There is some fucking lyrics out there. Unfortunately, now because of social media, they have a following, have not they? You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it's, uh, well, I mean, it's because because there's the, you know, the entertainment factor of it too, you know, like we all want to be entertained and distracted and we want to feel special and it's like, hey, I know what's really going on, <laughs> you know, I want to know what's, what hear this <laughs> I know what's, I know what's really going on and it's like, you know, well the simplest explanation is that the world's just kind of crazy and fucked up, but you know, you don't want to Pretty hear much. that, you want to, you want to, you want to create order out of chaos, so the, the the easier way to do it is with the conspiracy theory that makes no logical sense, but uh, you well, know, it's but, it, fun, though. but it makes you feel like there's order to the universe and that you are you that you are the one who understands that order so
1: you know exactly but yeah man i just want to like i'm just a simple guy so i just like training playing music (laughs) uh, my family and uh my friends and that's pretty much it for
0: me (laughs) i'm 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 a complicated guy that is trying really hard to be simple (laughs) i'm working on it I just, I mean, all
1: I think about all day, I'm in work. I'm like, I can't wait to go and, home <laughs> and, and do some training, you know? And, and I'm just in work just thinking, I can't wait to go and do some training. And then I do some training. I'm like, oh, that's great. And now I'm hungry. So I'll go eat. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, play some music. And then it's about nine o'clock. I was like, no, oh, time for bed. And
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I can, I can relate to all of those urges. Like I, I was I was at work literally thinking about, God, I can't, like, what's on the agenda for training tonight? Oh, that's going to suck, but I can't wait to do it. And then I was, and then I was in training being like, Oh, I have tacos in the fridge. I can't wait to eat those tacos. <laughs> you know? I think it's a and thing, and you know? then, and then I was, and then I was eating you know, those tacos and then I was eating those tacos and I was like, Oh, it's going to be really nice to just hang out with my wife for a little while after dinner. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, those very simple pleasures, you know, all of those, all, of those, all of those things, you know, <laughs> but that's it, you know,
1: being a guy is great. We just think one thing at a time, you know, <laughs> <laughs> My wife always says that.
0: I wish I no. wish I could only think of one thing at a time, but it's usually like I get distracted. It's the ADHD thing where it's like you know, I like I should be I should be thinking about this thing, and I think about that. Oh wait, what shiny thing? Oh, look What's that <laughs> over there. Oh, oh, look, oh look! Oh look! It's a oh look! It's a gold bottle. <laughs> 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 it's got a gold case on it. It must be good. It is good, but you know, is it? uh it, yeah it's what, yeah, what is it called
1: yeah. I, must get, I must get me i must get me some of that what is a teeling the, teeling rum cask? it
0: says te, teeling whiskey small batch uh nice. rum rum cask yeah rum cask finished so
1: right I'll be, get me was, some of that
0: it was only it was only uh it was only like 30 bucks you know stateside so it's i imagine it's probably cheaper there so I mean. no it's cheaper to buy
1: drink away than it is to buy it here really um
0: yeah i found out i
1: went to germany and um I was staying in a friend's house and they, he gave up his apartment for myself and my wife there a couple of years ago. And he moved in with his um, his better half for a few days. And I bought him a really nice bottle of Bushmills. I was like, this thing costs like a like hundred quid a year. Yeah. But I'm told I saw I saw him in the shop over there like 40 quid. I was like, this guy must think I'm a fucking cheapskate. This, I was like, this thing cost me a hundred fucking quid at home. And I got buy the gym. It was made here. You know what I mean? That it was made fucking 40 miles away up the road. That, like,
0: that doesn't make any know? sense.
1: It doesn't make one just The tax The tax on drink here is huge because Irish people do like a drink
0: yeah. and we drink
1: a lot. So the tax is massive on drink.
0: Mm.
1: And no matter what it is, we're going to pay it because there's only something we can fucking do with the last 12 months.
0: Uh, so if you I, I don't know how much you like to read, but I, I just I just picked up a, a book um, at the recommendation of a, of a buddy of mine who's a big who's a big bourbon fan as well. Um, mm. And it, it, so you've heard of Pappy Van Winkle right the 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 yeah, Ameri- the american the american bourbon um so there's a book called pappy land that is that is about uh that is about the Julian Van Winkle III, so Pappy, Pappy Van Winkle III, and about like the transition of Pappy Van Winkle from being a family-owned distillery with this multi-hundred-year history uh, to being bought by the Buffalo Trace Distillery, uh, which mm. is owned by which is owned by a conglomerate, um, you know, and how he's trying to preserve the legacy of his family. Uh, yes. across this transition so he's trying to preserve the legacy of this this like renowned distillery and it's so steeped in the tradition of the southern southern part of the United States and Kentucky which is a very you know rural mm. and southern area and then this this other the writer who's doing the writing the book is is also waiting to find out whether or not he's going to be a father Um, so it's, it's like it's it's got this really cool thread of like you know he's waiting to find out whether he's a father and this guy like just survived a cancer treatment and he's trying to figure out how to keep the the legacy of his family alive and so I'm like 10 chapters into it it's a it's a fantastic book and the the chapters are really short um so it's like you know each chapter might be three to five pages so you can read it in very small chunks but it is a nice it is it is just a, a, a really really awesome uh piece of writing um I I read it I, I planned on reading it for like an hour last night or, or for like 10 minutes last night and I ended up reading it for an hour. And like there was one, passage that. one passage that stuck with me so much that I actually texted it to a friend of mine this morning. I said, the monuments we erect shouting into the wind that we were once alive and that our hopes, then we had hopes and dreams often end up becoming a shrine to the fallacy and futility of that desire itself. Ooh, that's deep. So, I like that. I was like oh god like that might be the that might be the best line on the human condition I've heard in like 20 years much you know that kind of makes it incorrect and it was just like an aside as part of a paragraph you know and it's but it's like it's really 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 well done I think you I think you would what's it called again it's called pappy land I'll 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 text it to you it's 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 fantastic it's really good I'm 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 very, I'm very happy that I, I picked it up. Oh
1: yeah, that's another reason I want to go to Scotland because um, I got over there for Scotch. a workshop. <laughs> of course. You fucking joking because me? Because Scotch. Yeah, man, I'm going Scotch. I went to to, um, to Inverness and I've done a workshop over there with, with Linda and David. Um, at the, I think it was the very start of last year. And oh man, it's one of the best ones I've ever done. Like Scotland is, is beautiful. You know, it's, it's incredible. And the people are, are like, the are very, very same as us, you know. Um, very thick accent, you know. I thought we had a thick accent, but no, they're, they're worse. Just don't <laughs> get with they And the further north you go, the, uh, the the stronger the accent gets. so yeah, We're up in yeah. very, very north of Scotland here, up in Inverness. It was a orderly city in England, or in England and fucking the British Isles. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. you your mates are going to you a done, hard time about that one. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get killed. I'm going to get. You're going to get, get fucking roasted for that one. Oh, fuck! But uh, <laughs> we went to uh, the
1: Macallan the distillery. And, oh
0: that's my favorite um, that's my favorite scotch man and i love mccallan you, you, go
1: oh. you gotta do the tour and the tour is unbelievable
0: okay twist my, my arm myself. okay i'll go
1: <laughs> yeah man you're coming over and yeah um, we're gonna lift some stones and we're gonna drink a shit ton of whiskey and i have it all mapped out i have it mapped out exactly day to day i'm gonna lift three stones this day and I'm going to go to the Macallan, and then I'm going to lift three stones this day, and I'm going to go to the Glenfiddich one, and then I'm going to lift this one, and then, I'm, so yeah, man, I have a, I have, a, of, I have a, a long weekend of. Lifting Do you have to, to
0: lift all three stones in order to earn the right to actually drink the the scotch? Because I feel like that's the that's the new Warriors oh, okay. challenge, right?
1: <laughs> go for a scotch anyway. <laughs> you say, anyway.
0: oh no we'll do it the viking way if you can only lift this scone you get half of a glass if you can lift all you get a full
1: glass <laughs> right you're not coming because I'm drinking I'm drinking a Coke as well but um <laughs> yeah man <laughs> but yeah I can't wait it's 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 kind of like this little uh, thing at the like the light at the end of the tunnel for me yeah. when all this goes over it's it's something to do for a weekend and I'm um, that they, I've got an open invitation.
0: anybody who wants to come over and join me, they're more than welcome.
1: I'm gonna set up a page, put up a Facebook thing, and anybody who wants to come over and try it, they're more than welcome. I think it'd be great fun. You know,
0: don't threaten me with a good time, man. I'll sh- I'll show up <laughs> unexpected. I I, that, I can't tell you how many times I've I've been uh, I've been in my head planning a tour of Ireland and Scotland because I want to go see the mother country and oh, man, you I come want over to Ireland, go man. want to go hit you the want to go hit the distilleries here. and all of that. So.
1: Oh, man, we got it all, we got it all here as well, you know, the one thing we don't have to, is the stone lifting culture. But I mean, we got a shit ton of culture. I mean, we, we got a we got a great little place here man. you, you got to come over, you know, um, we show you around the sites. We get all, a bit of local history. We do a shit ton of drinking. Hopefully the pubs are back open again. We got some really nice Guinness. I mean, Guinness over here, it's so different than when you have it abroad. I That's mean, I've gone with the workshop but away. You know, I have to have a pint of Guinness just, 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 just to see what it's like in the different countries. I and like, it's like the further away from Dublin you go, like the horse the point gets, you know. So in Europe and and, and, and I and
0: I love it, I love it here. So I'm I'm probably Man. never gonna leave Ireland. <laughs> so, I've, been, I've, been to, I've
1: been to America um, a few times and it's 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 passable, it's okay, you know, it's 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 okay, but when you go have a point in Dublin and it's like it's literally like a pint of fucking cream on the top, and just the, the taste of it. It's just so different. I remember I went to Australia there last year. I had a pint of, <laughs> a pint of Guinness in Australia. And it was putrid. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> and even as the barman was pouring it, he was like, first of all, he said, uh, I, I know you're from Ireland. He said, I just got to really apologize for the quality of the Guinness. He said, it's not good. I said, you're really fucking selling this, aren't you? <laughs> it was fucking awful. That's why I drink.
0: That's why I drink local. So whenever you go to a place, you drink whatever the local whatever because it's going to be best, Mm -hmm. closest to the source. So you go to Ireland, you drink Guinness. You go to you go to Scotland, you drink Scotch. You go to Italy or France, you drink wine, right? Like you know, that's lots and lots. That's (laughs) well. So if you wanted, if you wanted to go anywhere in Europe,
1: like anywhere in Europe, say, where would your top three be?
0: I've been to Italy, um, but I've only been to Venice. So I would love to go to Rome and and throughout the just northern Italy and and just I would just like to see and experience Italy. France, I definitely want yeah. to go to and and go to the I, I like I love wine, um, so I would love to go to the French wine region and and you know and see that's that. Um, but God, see my answer is always just yes. Like I just want to go. Like I want to go everywhere. <laughs> you know, that's good. I've, going I've been, there, like want to go everywhere is great. To keep going. Yeah, I've, I've been to, I've been to Germany. So I've been, I've been to Munchen and, you know, I, I've been to, I've been to uh, Schwibitzgemund and a couple other places. So I like, I like Germany. I would love, I, I'll, I'm sure I'll go back to Germany because my, my wife's, my wife's brother lives there and we have family there. Oh, so nice. we've, we've got, we've got a nephew that we're yet to meet because of COVID. Um, so we gotta, yeah. we gotta, we gotta get back there. Um, but i like I'd love to go to Switzerland. I'd love, like there's so many like I, I want to go to Norway. I want to go I want to go see the Isles. I want to go, you know, I've never been to London. I've never been to Britain at all, actually, uh anywhere in, in Britain. So like I, you know, I want to go everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, and there's
1: nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean I'm looking off that I've been to all those places and kind of, um they all have fantastic things and fantastic people and and um you know in like northern Italy, like uh with Alessandro one and, and and his uh his wife uh, Chiara and, got up around um, the one Ferraris and Turin and all like Northern Italy it's, it's beautiful and the people are fantastic and they know how to eat they know oh, how yeah. to lift and they know how to have a good time up there you know they're are yeah. a great bunch of people.
0: No Spain um, how did I leave Spain off the like I, Spain I know, yeah man
1: Spain I, I've been to Spain six times Spain Spain's, and
0: Greece and uh, everywhere fuck I just want
1: to go just everywhere so much, <laughs> there's so much history and there's so much. To, to the and the people are so proud of where they're from, and you know, and I, but the good thing about Europe is everything's just so close, you know. Yeah. I mean, we take it for granted. I mean, you hop on a plane and like literally like a like a, an hour flight from, from Dublin, you're you're on mainland it uh Europe and you, you can just go anywhere you want then. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, like even like Moscow is only a four-hour flight from Dublin, you know. Yeah. So I mean you've got the whole of Europe within a four-hour flight from you. You know, we we don't realize how until you go to like Australia and see how in America, see how big these fucking places are. You actually realize, like, Jesus, we have it great here. I mean, We're, we're within like a, a very short journey of getting to anywhere in Europe. Like, yeah. I remember going to Australia and like guys having to fly four hours, five hours just to fly to an, a, a national competition, you know, from one side of Australia to the other. Yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah, you have to fly fucking nearly five hours in the same country for the nationals.
0: Well, so you know so like we have got we've got our competition coming up in October, and one of my athletes is in Alaska. He's in Fairbanks, Alaska, okay. and he's talking about flying in from Fairbanks. So he's gonna have to fly in from Fairbanks. He's basically you know the west side of Russia. <laughs> you know he's gonna yeah. he's gonna he's he's gonna have you know probably a five hour flight just to get stateside, and then another like three hour flight to get here. You know, so like that's, you that's know, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, and
1: people pissing. I remember people pissing them on in Europe about having to go to. You know for the europeans and having to fly like three hours and the, the amount of time it takes and then like i went over to australia and was like oh, you shut the fuck up you kidding me anytime we go to like a world championship, if you have to fly maybe 16 to 20 hours oh, to get it's, to a
0: world. it's it's so funny how cultural that is too because like uh you, you know my 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 sister-in-law who's from from germany they they flew over here to to come oh. visit and and they were like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's such a long drive to go from, you know, one place to another. It's like three and a half, four hours. And I'm like, I'm like, what? That's normal. Like, we drive like, you know, like, get... it's it's like it's a six it's a six hour drive to go from, you know, Minneapolis to Chicago. Like, I'll do that in a day. Like, that's no big deal. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so far. Like, you would go through two different countries if you did that in Europe, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally. Like,
1: I mean, like, you're people here pissing them on about having to drive like two hours to get to a place. I'm like two hours you know you could, you could literally go the whole way across orbit in two and a half to three hours literally from coast to coast you know what i mean that's, cr- and that's the people crazy, that's, in the that's crazy to
0: me like i can't i can't i can't go from from tip to tip in the state of minnesota in in three and a half hours <laughs> right like like this just, go- just the state that i live in like it is like a five and a half hour drive from tip to tip or more like,
1: oh, i mean it's <laughs> it, it, it's it's it, we can't even think about that up here because I can go from I'm down the very very south of Ireland, down to Waterford, down the southeast. So I can go from the southeast of Ireland up to Northern Ireland, up to, up to almost the very top of Ireland in three and a half hours. You know, and that's the whole length of Ireland. You know, from top to bottom, three and a half to four hour drive max. You know, but and it's it's, it's a small little place. You know, but we're we're chock full of character. We got some good people over here. You know, right. we're a, we're a good old bunch. I find that when, you, when we get away to comps and stuff, I mean. People tend to kind of gravitate towards us um, just because we're, sort of, we're so self-deprecating. We're just, you know, we're, we're a funny bunch of people and we don't take ourselves too seriously.
0: You're, earn- you're, love- you're earnest and honest and you don't take yourself seriously. You know how to have fun. Yeah.
1: I, 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 That's I, it, man. Exactly. You know what I mean? And we're, we're a good one, especially on the nights out. You know, fuck me. <laughs> you can hold your liquor. You can us. hold
0: it. You can hold a tune. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, man.
1: And the Australians as well. They're fucking mental. Uh, they're absolutely mad for the beer, but I think they're having a Irish enemies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
1: Our bad influence gets in every <laughs> How's your
0: own training going? On? What's what's your training like what's your what's your plan? I so I, I train with my team, which is great. Um so I'm I'm on the same plan. I was actually just talking with one of my athletes about this. She was she was asking, she's like, she's like what so do you she's like you you've worked with a lot of coaches but you don't have a coach right now and i was like yeah because right now especially when we're in this like really weird like remote world right i feel mm-hmm. like it's the best thing for me is to go through the same training that i'm putting my athletes through so i lead my class like when we do practice together i'm doing the training with my team and i'm, I'm training the exact same sets and everything i'm training with the weights that are appropriate for me but i'm like you know i pacing that's appropriate for me but i'm doing the same the same duration of sets and everything as the rest of my team, because like, for example, (laughs) the, the workout that I programmed, uh, for Saturday's workout was a fucking kick in the ass and it, it, on, on, on paper, it didn't sound, it didn't sound, it didn't sound that bad, you know? Um, but it was, it was a, it was a fucking kick in the ass. Um, so it was, it was a three, three, uh, one minute, slow jerk sets followed by a five minute. So, and then, and then a three and then a three minute rest or no, I'm sorry, three, two minute, two minute, slow jerk sets. And then, and then followed by a three minute rest. And then we did a five minute just jerk set at, at, at competition pace. Uh, and then we did two, one minute, two one minute rack holds after that with, with plus four kilos to whatever your competition weight was. Uh, and then we took, and then we took, uh, like 10 minutes off and then we did, uh, Three three by three of uh, swing snatch. So we were doing low, high, and then full snatch. Um so we did three minutes times three sets of that with three minutes of rest. And then we did a two-minute sprint of snatch uh w- with your competition weight at competition pace. Which Does your team hate you? Are you are you haze? it
1: generally in America. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I hate myself when I do <laughs> like so yeah yeah well so I've, I've said i actually like when i program i like i like black out and i'm like like you know oh, my coach is an asshole and i'm like you know, <laughs> you know i send my programming to myself and i'm like god my coach is an asshole. <laughs> but like so i i didn't like on paper i was like i knew that's an intense workout but i didn't think that it was going to be like you know like a terrible kick in the ass like I, it was but but when i got Just done with it work. it was it was it was 90 minutes of work i burned 1187 calories in 90 minutes um and uh, a lot. I'm I'm, well st- I'm still sore today so I yeah, took, I off, I took so. off I took off yesterday and like did a did a did a walk and and did some like gpp stuff but I didn't I didn't yeah. I didn't lift the bells yesterday I'm still sore today and we have another biathlon session today and then we have long cycle on Wednesday you know Ooh. so but part of the reason I like that I do that I that I do the training with my, with my athletes is that I know a little bit like experientially what they're feeling and what they're going through. So like today I'm going to tell everybody like, Hey, that's very important. I'm very sore. If you're very sore, like I am like, Hey, I'm not going to do 22 kilos today. I'm going to go down to twenties and and like, I'm going to adjust a little bit because I'm still super sore from, from Saturday. So if you're in the same boat that I'm in, then you mm. can do the same thing. And like, you know, it gives me a little bit more empathy. And, and... no, but that's that's a very
1: important trait to have as a trainer because I see a lot of guys online you now, it really fucking grinds my gears that there's guys who are doing like these kettlebell certifications and suddenly they're they're kettlebell coaches. And you know, especially sport coaches, it really fucking annoys me. It's like I didn't want to become a coach until I gained Master of Sports Rank. And until, oh, this is for me personally. I'm talking, like, yeah, you're, I you're, yeah was I'm,
0: I'm feeling attacked right now because I might not ever oh. get to master a sport because I'm this not nearly just, as talented this. as you.
1: This is just in my own head. I said, this is um, what I wanted to do because I wanted to get to that level. So if anybody ever wanted to get to that level with me, I knew what it felt like and I knew what it was like to get to that level. Yeah, And I knew the amount of pain, that fucking heartache and strain it takes to get to that level that I can empathize. With you, and I know what it feels like, you know? Yeah. So I didn't train anybody for years. And it's only when when I literally got asked and asked and asked that I started training people in the last maybe two years. But then I then I felt like, okay, I gained the master sport rank in both the marathon and, and the duration GS that so I was like, okay, now I can say to myself, right, that I feel I know enough about the sport, um, long cycle especially. And that's what I pretty much train people in. Yeah. That um I know enough about it now that I can I can I can train people to improve in it you know yeah. so and uh, really if, if guys there who literally just done like a, maybe a weekend certification or they got an online cert and they've, they've never lifted kettlebell sport or they've only lifted very very low you know um very low weights for a very short peri- period of time and like what the fuck do you know about training you know i mean yeah. what do you know about 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 going up weights <laughs> and what do you know about how what training it takes and how much dedication it takes and the time out of your life you need to dedicate to this to get to that level you know you, you don't so i mean why put yourself forward as a coach you know it, that, that kind of thing uh, always kind of got to me you know especially there's a couple of guys I've seen online lately in the last couple of weeks that have you know i've just become a coach you know hit me up for kettlebell sports certification you know or um, kettlebell sport training yeah
0: who are you what did you live <laughs> yeah. show I, me your record what did you do i you know, I, do you I, mean? I uh i i i have two minds on that i'm like okay like Bill Belichick didn't become the best American football coach on the planet, but because he's an NFL player, but he's oh. also paid his dues. Like he's been a coach for, you know, he he started as a, you know, he started oh. as a junior assistant coach and then became, or whatever he meant, started as a fucking equipment manager and then worked his way up to an analyst yeah. and then, they, you know, then assistant coach, you know, he's got 40 years in the, in the, you know, but it's like, I, I'm, I'm with it's you, it's corporate. like there, there's... But he's worked his way up through
1: the system and he's felt what it's like from the boot room up. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> That's what you can. That's what you can understand. With that guy, like he, he, he knows what it's like to get the bottom, and he's seen everything. You know, from from the back to the front. So I mean, that kind of stuff is great, but you're someone yeah. who just picks up a fucking bat and becomes a coach. You
0: know, yeah, I, that, I just I, it's uh, it's my own it's my own uh, defense mechanism of uh, against against my own lack of a lack of high level accomplishment on the platform, right? Like you know, the highest rank I've achieved is rank one, you know, and yeah, uh, you know. But I I did just I did just finish a 10 minute triathlon, you know, and and you know, it's. I was about to
1: ask you. Can I ask, what's your favorite thing? It doesn't have to be a sport. What's your favorite thing that you've ever done, accomplished um, sport-wise in your in your career in your life so far? Oh God! Um... What's the thing that it, it doesn't have to be the best thing. But what's the what's the favorite thing that you you've done that you said fuck, man, I'm really really proud of that, and I've done you know proud of what I've done. Proud,
0: proud of,
1: um, yeah
0: proud, proud of. Um, hmm.
1: Sorry, i putting
0: on his <laughs> body. No, no, it's a great question. And, and I don't, I don't, I, I have such a hard time being proud of accomplishment. Like I, it's a, it's a struggle of mine. Like I, I'm not real good at t- t- tasting the champagne. I'm not real good at that. Um, but, um,
1: you should be, man, because it's so proud of
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, I struggle with that. I'm always, I always I'm very self-critical. So like um, probably the most fun and like the thing I'm probably the proudest of that I, that I did in, in sport was uh, in sports just in general was um, I, 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 my senior year of high school, we had a really, really good football team. Um, and we, we, uh, we won the conference championship in our high school. We, we actually didn't allow a point to be scored on us until the seventh game of our 10 game football season. So we were a very, very good football team. Um, and we, we end, we but we lost in the second round of this of the the state playoffs to the eventual state right. champion. Um, we lost by like two scores to the eventual champion, and they went out right. and like blew blew the doors it's, off of every, yeah. every everyone else. Um, and actually had like the, that head coach told our head coach, like, you guys were our championship game, like, you guys were the best team that we right. faced, you know. Um, but that was still heartbreaking, That's- but I like, that was still one of those, like, I was super proud of that, uh, because that like i was one of the i was one of the the leaders on that team and like i i had pushed a lot of a lot of our players in the off season to like train harder and to you know so like Excellent. you know so like be you know and it was a small group of i could handle yeah, but yeah, I had a good hand in that. And I like I was yeah. a good player, but I, I wasn't even the best player on my high school team, you know, but I like of that, we had 22, 23 guys on our roster. And of that, almost half of them went on to play college football. So we, for a very small team, we were very, very talented. We had yeah, a lot of, that's we fantastic. Had, had a lot of good players. Um, So it was a lot. And it was just a lot of fun because we like we were all tight knit and we worked hard and you know we took it we took it relatively seriously for for high school seniors you know so it was it was a lot of fun that that was probably the thing i was that was probably the most fun i've ever had playing sports Excellent. you know you know no um, and that's something you should
1: be very proud of that's that's yeah. fantastic you know it's, it's great to hear some of that because i mean i love asking people that because it makes people kind of pause and think and, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I did that. You know, fuck that. That was great. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's nice to sometimes sit back and think. You know, you know, I've done something pretty fucking cool. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I look, I like, and I look when I look at like kettlebells. Like I look, like you know, I it's been shit it's been like five years now since i since i really started competing seriously and like like when you think about like oh my first mm. competition i couldn't finish 10 minutes on the 16s with long cycle and i finished a 10 minute snatch set but i couldn't yeah. finish the six i couldn't finish a 10 minute long cycle set on the 16s and now Dolls, yeah. like to, to to do like a, a a triathlon with the 20s and do 10 minute sets with the 20s and you know like that's a long way to come and you know i was i was it's a huge. I, I was, I was not happy with the fact that I didn't finish the 10 minutes on long, on long cycle. Um, but I, but I, I probably could have, uh, but there was a, whole, yeah. there was a whole fault. Like there was a whole thing with that. Like I, because of the online competition, my, my camera fell over during my first set and I had, oh. I, I stopped like two minutes. So I, I stopped two minutes into my first, my first set. And then I, and then I hopped off. I went and coached one of my athletes or watched one of his sets for the, I watched his long cycle because he was right after me. And that had been the plan. Like I was going to do my set and then I was going to go watch his set. So like, but I only did my first two minutes and then I, and then I hopped off went and watched the first seven minutes of his set and then i had to go get back on because they added me to the last flight of the day so then i had to go like get back on the platform and then i like and i told myself like okay okay if you only you know make it to five minutes and then we can see how we feel from there which in my head i gave myself permission to put the bells down at five minutes and sure enough at five minutes i put the bells down like i I made it to like five minutes and 20 seconds and then set set the bells down but i could have gone longer than i probably could have finished the 10 minutes it wouldn't i wouldn't hit my number but I could have finished the 10 minutes, you know. And, and there and again,
1: it's, it's, it's the thing when you, when you go to a comp and I remember going to my first ever Worlds in, in Hamburg and giving so much energy to the other um, people in my team, really like shouting, roaring, helping them on, chalking bells, giving as much as I possibly could to the team because I was just so fucking excited to be there in my first Worlds. And by the time I went on myself, which was later on in the day, Emotionally, I was drained. You know, I was actually emotionally drained yeah. before I even went on to do my own set, and consequently, I, I, I came fourth. And um, when I knew that if I hit my numbers in training, I would come first, and it was a hard pill to swallow. But it was a great, it was a great learning curve that I gave out so much energy at the start just through pure excitement yeah. of of being at a world stage and watching all these top lifters lift. You know, and not probably not eating right probably not you know not not uh, hydrating well uh, and giving out so much but then the, when i went on then i made a mistake but i mean the next year i didn't do that the next year i deliberately didn't go into the stadium until about maybe 45 minutes before my lift and then went then came in got the music in my ears done my warm-up done my training you know my, 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 my pre-con training and um, i went onto the stadium one you know and it was like Little things like that are, 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 are great a are, are great um great things to learn from, you know what I mean, as as you go yeah. forward in in your especially in international lifting, because small little things make a massive difference when like there's only one or two reps in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are yeah. there like you, you you all could be training like eight RPM. Like there could be 10, 12 guys doing eight RPM on 24, say. And whoever, like you know, there's only one rep to win it. So yeah. little tiny things make a massive, massive difference. Then, you know. So it's like, did you have a good enough night's sleep? Did you eat well enough? Did you have enough kind of slow release carbs at the start of the day? Are you well hydrated? You know? Um, did you give out too much energy before your 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 competition? Did you? Are you standing around doing too much? I mean, because after a competition, I am Mr. Team. I'm all over it. I'm helping out, jump bills. I'm shouting and roaring people on. I'm hoarse the next day. But before I go on. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna be selfish about it. I just gotta do my own thing, go go home, stay at home, hit the, 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 the comp place maybe 45 minutes to an hour beforehand, stay in my own bubble and then lift, you know? Yeah. And that seems to be what worked for me. Yeah, you but, gotta
0: um, you gotta stay in the you gotta stay in the pocket as an individual lifter. And that was that was a, a big learning curve for me from this from this comp this this past exactly. comp was, Especially was, online, I mean it's so so awkward, awkward, you know. It's, it's yeah. a, and, and you're a coach, you know, yeah. you want to be there forever. That, that was, and that was the, that was the, the big thing for me is, is like, I, if, and I went into it being fully, like, I, I was fully prepared to not perform to my best capability in order to be there for my athletes. I was fully prepared for that. Yeah. I was mentally, I was like, my athletes are the priority. I want everyone to do their best. And like, you know, like I had one of my athletes was doing her biathlon sets were scheduled for the flight right before my set. And so mm-hmm. I was like hey I'm going to be there to coach you and she was like don't you need to be warming up and I was like no my set comes second I don't care like this is your first go at biathlon like I don't care if 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 I miss my number that's fine but I want to be there for you and I was yeah. fully mentally prepared for that but what I didn't fully understand was like you said the mental energy and how emotionally drained I was I was going to like just how much it was going to affect me like cuz I I had consistently hit um, 12 to 14 rpms in in training on jerk on the double 20s so i was my target my target was was 130 reps that was my target that i thought i was going to be able yeah. to hit was 130 reps i hit 100 i hit 109 yeah. because yeah. it was just like i didn't get a warm-up in which i you know that was just and that was fine i didn't get a warm-up in and but then i was like I didn't realize how much my empathy would give me the adrenaline rush and dump that you feel on the platform yourself as well because I care so much about how my athletes are doing. So like... it's
1: Oh, George, it it is huge. I I remember I was coaching um, Sharon Millis and Sharon was going for the World's two years ago now. It was 2018 and 2019. But she was was in great form and she was going into the World's. I was like, this girl could win. She could really win this world, you know, amateur snatch and um, sixteens. She put in huge numbers, she was fucking flying. And I remember I was getting comp nerves. I was getting so worked up. I mean, for three nights beforehand, I wasn't sleeping. And then when I knew she was on, because it was on in South Korea, like I was walking around work. I, I literally left my station. I went up and I just was pacing the hall upstairs, watching her lift. And I was like, I was fucking drained after. I was so tired. I Literally had to go to the car to sit down for 10 minutes, and that was just after watching my athlete lift, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And then it was like, you know, put that in your perspective. I I, I had five, I had five, I had five I had five athletes lifting in that competition. I was the sixth, so I was like, I was all over the fucking map. (laughs) Oh man, you'd be fucking wrecked. You know, you'd be wrecked after that. And then I slept like a baby.
1: (laughs) It's not gonna happen, you know. But I mean, it's great that as a coach, you were there, especially for a force competition, because you know, like these online comps at the moment, like you know, they're, they're they're grand. But I mean, to give people the taste of their first, the first or maybe first or second competition, and to be there for them, I mean, that's they they need that. You know what I mean? You know, they they really do. So, I mean, fair folks, yeah, that's um, that's being a good coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's always like at this point, I've like. I, I want I want to continue to get better as, as a lifter myself because I, I'm still young enough that I can still improve and I can I can achieve. Um, but my priority at this point has shifted to where I want my athletes to uh, like I'm, I'm I'm far more proud of what my athletes do than what I do. Um, and it, it's, I mean, it's also beneficial that my athletes are all better than me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that makes it that makes it a lot easier. But like I'm like. I don't know. I'm just. I'm so much. I'm so much more proud of like if one of my if if I hit rank one, I'm like okay, cool. That's what I expected of myself. Or if I hit CMS, mm-hmm. but like when one of my athletes does it, I'm so much more proud of that. <laughs> you know. so you well, like, should be
1: because like, like you were the guide, the guiding hand of that. It's a different feel, isn't it? I mean, like I'm only kind of new enough to the coaching industry myself only a couple of years. out of now, but you're just so proud of them when they do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You really are. You know, it's 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 a great feeling. You know.
0: Well, especially, like, especially when they like, they execute the plan perfectly. And it's like, like, like when everything go like when everything comes together and, and it go like, you're like, okay, we've, we've spent so many months like training and doing all of this and like, okay, here's the plan. And like, you have somebody yeah. that's like, they come in like you said they're really they're really prepped and you're like god they're they're gonna fucking crush it and especially when you're like you're gonna crush it and they're like i don't know i'm because we all have those doubts in our head as an athlete like they're like of yeah. They yeah they're like yeah, oh, I'm oh, oh, sh- yeah i'm not i'm not sure and like in you in my head like i could see their performance more than they could and i'm like no you're gonna fucking crush it Like I can see it. Like you're going to fucking crush it. And you tell them that. And they're like, okay, well, I'm not sure I feel that yet, but okay. You know? And then it goes out and they make it happen. They execute the plan perfectly. And it goes exactly like you thought it was going to go. And you're like, see, I told told you, (laughs) (laughs) I fucking, I fucking fucking told you. And they're like, yeah, you were right. And they're like, so uh, stoked because like they performed even better than they thought that they could. And you believed in them the whole time. Like, um, no, man, it's, that's, it's great for you. That's
1: kind of what I'm heading towards more now myself because, like I said in our previous um, interview, that I'm very, very lucky to say that I've done everything I wanted to do with the sport. I've hit every goal I wanted to hit. And there's not a lot of people can say that on any sport. No. You know, no. I mean, i literally ticked every box that I wanted to take. So now I'm out the other side of it. Um, Competition wise, I'd still jump in every now and again. But it's just for fun now, really. I get my competition edge is gone because everything, like, you know, when you say, like, at the start, I wanted to get on the national team. I wanted to become an amateur European champion. I wanted to become an amateur world champion. I wanted to represent my country on 32s professionally. I wanted to last 10 minutes on 32s. I wanted to get master sports. I wanted to go into marathon. I wanted to go represent my country professionally. I wanted to get master sports. I wanted to do a world record. And I've done all that. And it's like, you know there's nothing else I want to do you know there's nothing else I want to do with it that's why I'm not training it as much anymore because I can say I can honestly say that I've done everything and I'm really really proud of what I've done and now I want to help other people achieve that because I know what it's like yeah. so that's what I'm at now and that's why I'm like the next thing I want to do now is is, is is go to do the stone stuff because it's like now I want to say I lifted the Inverstone I want to lift like maybe the Denny stones and I wanted to lift this and that and it's another, just another box tick. you know, something else you've said. Because I mean, I like we we're saying before, I only got into sport of any kind in, in 2012, you know. So, I mean, you know, I've done a lot since then, you know, and I, I just want to keep doing things until I can't anymore. So, yeah. like, first of all, i was doing the running, like, I wanted to run a marathon, then it was like the whole kettlebell sport thing, and now it's I wanted to, you know, on a totally different fucking thing altogether. Now, I'm going to do some really strong, you know, strong work rather than like strength endurance just to see if I can, you know, just to see if I can do it. and Why not? I want to look back in, in 20 years and say, look, Jesus, man, you've you done some great stuff. You know, yeah. you've done some really cool stuff, you know, and, and you should be proud of yourself. And, and um, that's that's what I'm at now, you know, and I wanted to help, I want to help other people achieve their goals and get about sport because, like you said, the feeling of it is fucking amazing. When somebody actually, you've coached them, you know, you, you've, you've took them through the good times and the bad times, and then they've they've achieved something and they feel great, and you get you get that you get that like a reflected fucking feeling like you feel like geez I'm, I'm so proud of them I'm, I'm I'm delighted I could help them, it's a great feeling you know it really is, and um but what what the kind of person I am is like this this is what I'm at now and what I'm enjoying training is is the, is this at the moment so that's that's what I'm going to stick with and I'm looking forward to the next chapter you know I really am
0: yeah yeah it's I I think too. It's funny that you say, like, there's you since you've achieved everything that you've wanted to in sport. I'm also mm. really curious um, if, if ever you decided you just wanted to, to dial in and do another competition, like, it would probably only take you like eight weeks of just technique work and like just, yeah. you know, just, just, just honing the, just honing the sword specifically to, to kettlebell sport. And mm. then because there's no pressure, I bet you could go in and, and just fucking crush because you have no, like, one of the things that is so counterproductive to kettlebell sport performance is nerves and, and yeah. like being so tied up in the result and being like, and you're so good at just like, you know, relaxing and, and being I, I do my David Kion impression uh, in practice a lot of times actually by the way. So my 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 athletes so it's just time for a little balletic dance with the kettlebells. We're just we're just we're just gonna go on a little bit of a long cycle here. I just want you to you know go to least mode here, not beast mode. We're going least mode y'all, okay? And now it's just time for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: paradox,
0: never heard. oh, it's fucking terrible. I know it's fucking terrible, but they Oh, <laughs> but they, they they love it. We're—we're <laughs> we're just going least mode. It's a—it's a balletic dance least, the mode. least mode. Yeah, least mode. Yeah. Least mode, it's Hold time for a balletic dance with the kettlebells. <laughs> just relax, Davy
1: says. What? Relax. I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt.
0: Davey <laughs> says, relax. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Look at least mode. <laughs> That's it's, what it is. If you, nice. I, I bet, I bet you anything, man. If you just, if you just decided, like, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go compete in a month or two months. That you could, you could dial it in, and you would probably go. You could probably go get master of sport again, like that. Because because Um, you're doing because you're doing other things that have kept your strength up, your mobility is already there. You know what it feels like. It's a and if you gave yourself a month or two just to get that specific honed-in skill, I I don't think it would be. honestly I don't think it would be a problem for you. I think I think you could do it. I think you could know master sports.
1: I don't know because master sports is 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 so specific and it takes so much time and it takes so much consistent effort. But I could definitely go and lift i think definitely could go and lift at a, at a high level on, on amateur definitely um jesus i remember like i, I don't know if it, we touched on this last time i remember going to australia with, with no training at all in kettlebells because at that time i was doing like the gymnastic rings i don't know if you remember any mm, trainers yeah, i was oh, doing all yeah. gymnastic rings i was doing like muscle ups and fucking all that kind of stuff and really all enjoying that
0: crazy, all that crazy bastard shit
1: all that crazy stuff and i, I do little to no kettlebell sport training and then I was going to Australia to do a workshop and I was like, oh shit, I know they want me to do the, the GSAA Nationals. So I was like, fuck, okay, so at least I can do 24s on that. Oh fuck, I better start doing some training. So I mean, I had four weeks to, to, to try and get up to speed on, on 24s. I went over like jet lagged as absolute fuck and still live today with, like, <laughs> 80 plus reps long cycle on 24s with fuck all training, but nothing really. Like, you know, um, no kettle was sport for at least 12 months. So like I I can definitely think with a bit of with a bit of specific maybe like a, a 10 to 12 week training cycle. I think a, a hundred reps will be definitely uh, on the cards, you know, with 24s. Because I've gotten Jesus, I mean I away
0: smaller. yeah, but you I think you I think you underestimate how much general strength you have right now from all of that stone lifting. Like I I I'm gonna challenge I'm gonna challenge you like just just for funsies. The next time you're feeling right, go, go, go grab the 32s and do a long cycle set just and go max time and just see how long can you make it under the 32s at, at the, at a pace that's comfortable for you. And I, I, I'll, i bet you you'll, you'll probably hit 10 minutes. I bet you you'll hit 10 well, I, I, I
1: tell you what, what, what I've done today. I mean, and I haven't done it for a while. I went out and I picked up the 28s um, and, uh, for a long cycle set. And the difference of fucking long cycling to 28s, so like I'm, I'm now weighing nearly 93 kilos yeah um the difference was <laughs> picking like 220's and 93 kilos and lifting them at like 83 kilos it's a big fucking difference you know, yeah. know what i mean weight shit's weight and i'm like that felt fucking easy and i'm seeing like, um, like 10 10 rpm sets and like, the only thing that like, the cardio would, would, would kind of get me at the moment yeah but strength wise I mean, those things were just
0: flying at the moment
1: the leverage the leverage against the
0: weight up. matters man that's, that's
1: right. exactly it it's, it's huge and, and you can see with the likes of it, the heavyweight guys put up yeah. those big numbers because I mean, like I said, weight fucking moves weight big time. And I was like, 228. I mean, I was picking up, I was doing what I'm like, now I'm doing warm ups at the back now because I'm because I'm lifting heavy stones. I'm warming up with 28s. And you know, I'm not warming up like before with the 16s. I'm warming up like with a 28 for swings. And then I'm building up to 42s. And then I start lifting the, the rocks and i build my way up. And like, when you're when I you, get to the stage where you're warming up with a 28, it's like, okay, I think I'm getting a bit stronger now, you know, yeah, as opposed to what I was. So, it's, right. um, so David,
0: so David, David's gonna David's gonna go throw around the thirty twos for a timed set and see how long he can make it just for funsies. I think my card. I think my on Saint my... on Saint Patrick's Day. There you go. I'll give you. A, I'll give you. A, a, I'll give you a day to rest and recover. I do the... what that fucking say about it, man? I tell you what. First, first thing go that you'll earn your earn your whiskey, earn your Guinness. Go give yourself a ten minute set on the thirty twos and see how you do. <laughs> Post it up. Tag me. <laughs> Thank tag you, you fucking prick. You fucking bastard. This is why my athletes um, love hate me, because I, I throw challenges out this.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a plan. That sounds like something that might happen. I don't have 32s and I have no access, but um, I see maybe I'll go with the 28s.
0: Yeah, do the twenty. Fine, do the 28s. Fine, fine. Am I yeah. not merciful? You can do the 28s. <laughs> <laughs> And if my lungs
1: fall out or I get a heart attack, it's your fucking fault.
0: All right. Well, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll wear that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what's your next goal, Jordan? If you don't mind me asking, what's your next goal? Somebody next
0: a- somebody asked me that actually just the other day, and so since I didn't finish the since I didn't finish the ten minute triathlon, uh, my ne- my next goal is to actually finish all ten minutes in all three lifts on the twenties on the twenties first. Um, and hit, and I want to, I want to hit rank one on triathlon, yeah. which I'm, I'm nice. right there. Like I, I can, I, I hit, I, I can hit, I hit rank two on biathlon and that, like if I had just finished the 10 minutes on the long cycle, I probably would have hit rank one on triathlon. Mm. So, f- f- and then from there, I want to move up to 24s and I want to be able to do, I want to do a full 10 minute triathlon on 24s nice. and then from, and then from that's, there, that's, that that'll be a good
1: achievement. I mean, Yeah, that would be a good achievement. You know, from from there know.
0: then then maybe i'll transition to like i want to do cms in long cycle or i want to do cms in biathlon and stop trying to do triathlon and then once i can achieve yeah. cms then try and do try it's and then eventually if if i can get there i would love to do i would love to do 32s and and do right. i would love to get to master a sport in anything um but yeah. Uh, my ultimate goal, honestly, is I would love to be able. To, I would love to be a guy that could do a a, a master of sport triathlon with thirty twos, um, which would be that'd be
1: that'd be something serious. Yeah, something that'd like that, be
0: something. That'd be that'd be pretty fucking serious achievement. Um, I'm not sure I'll ever be able to get there, um, but you know, uh, it's one of those. Like, I remember seeing the only guy I've ever a pretty, seen pretty lofty know. goal, which is why I want it to. Is but I you mean, know. your goals have to be high enough that they kind of
1: scare you, don't they? Yeah, and that
0: one definitely puckers my butthole a little bit. So <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> it makes me a little scared <laughs> to say that out loud.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I remember I was, we were doing the no borders kettlebells comp, but you should get in on because we're doing that again this year, which is like at the time it was just um, you have a three-minute set and you got to do three minutes as fast as possible on whatever lift of the week it was. Yeah. Um I don't know what you even hear about it, year It's fucking great, crack. So, I mean like one 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 week might be a jerk, one week will be long cycle, one week will be maybe front squat, one week will be back squat. Oh, yeah, one yeah, week I've, yeah be... I've
0: seen it. You and Kim Fox on when we, when team we, we... was team uh, Sagittarius or whatever the fight I was on me me and Andrea Lavoie me and Andrea were oh, on. Oh yeah, uh, Andrea Lavoy, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Dude, she's, she's so, she's so good. She's so good. And I was just, I was just on a happy hour with her for, for one of the team Canada guys uh, birthday a couple days ago. And yeah, it it was, it was funny. We were giving Maddie a hard time because he kept, he kept comparing himself to Andrea. And we're like, dude, stop comparing yourself to Andrea. She's a freak. She's so good.
1: She's a fucking animal. (laughs) She's an animal. I mean, mean, for her body weight. You know, and she was just hitting, she was getting, getting constantly getting best results all the time. Yeah. And at the end, it was like, I was just feel so masquerade. It was like, you're just too fucking good. You're yeah, making she's, an absolute she's,
0: she's less than half my body weight and she can beat me on the 24 kilos for long cycles. That's incredible. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's, incredible. Cr- it's, a cr- it's crazy. Like she's, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going ha- to have her on so the podcast crazy. here soon. So. You have
1: to, man. You got to get, get her on. I look forward to hearing that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that, that, was, that was great fun and that, that kind of kept training for a while. But um, Paul, the only guy I've seen doing, like you come back to triathlon, the only guy I've seen doing a, a, a 32 kilo triathlon was at the very end, the last thing I had to do was a triathlon at any weight, um, three minutes of each, obviously enough. And um, I think I done it on the 20s, uh, 20s and 28s. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it on twenty eights. 28s. Um, I did it on the 20s and I saw Paulus, was it Georgiadis from, from Greece? Yeah. Ball of stone dungeon 32 was just like so easy just it, was, it just looks so easy you know it was like fucking it was fantastic 3 minutes I, make, jerk, I, make, three minutes I
0: make nothing I make nothing look easy everything is <laughs> is a battle i make it look as hard as it feels <laughs> but you know uh, i can i can battle through what about those. the least mode Larry? you <laughs> got to relax and be balletic with the uh, dude i can't i i'm too fucked up from playing football for so many years to have least mode i have no least mode <laughs> <laughs> everything is fucking
1: balls out beast I'm, mode. Everything.
0: I'm in I'm in least mode right now, sitting in my chair, having a whiskey and talking on talking on the uh, Zoom calls. So that's that's my <laughs> least mode, brother. So. Yeah, I can see you're kind of sweating already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's getting it's getting a little, getting a little tiring. <laughs> but um,
1: no, it's, it's 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 great to have a goal. Like At that. that that kind of stuff for you
0: know that's the kind of stuff you
1: need. You yeah, know, so I mean that's important.
0: Yeah, it's so it's either that or I'm going to age into master of sport. That's the other thing I've said is like, I'm going to be that, I'm going to be that like 75 year old guy that can still fucking throw around 24 kilo bells like, like a madman. Like, I'm just going to be that, that old fucker that just like never stopped lifting and just like, like, yeah, I could do, I could do 65 reps on long cycle when I was 35 and I can do. 65 reps When I'm 75 Fuck you <laughs> oh, man. You, see, you see these
1: guys Doing like These uh, these, these senior guys You know or Even the 40 closest guys Like at, at world championships And like Guys a fucking animals. I was watching the guy there Like in his 50s And he done like 204 jerk With the 24s Yeah I was like Would you ever fuck up you know what I mean? How the fuck am I ever going to compete with Masters? When I mean, you give these Russian mad bastards have been living for, for 30 years, He's are yeah. up against this guy. like You know, he's been living 32s for like 20 years of his life. So he's on 24s like, yay, these are like balloons. You know? He's pumping <laughs> up lips. You're just sweating All trying to keep
0: up with him. Oh. Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm 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 a level. I'm, pro- I'm propagating a conspiracy theory that the the Russians are actually manufacturing kettlebell lifting cyborgs. Um, oh. Dennis yeah, Dennis so. I mean, Dennis I mean, Vasilov I mean, was actually the first prototype. Um, and- <laughs> oh, he's ridiculous. Actually, he was on them.
1: Are you on the kettlebells for hangout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, um, I'm on there.
1: Do Dennis do Dennis's, uh, Dennis's trainings ne- on there? They're never,
0: they're never at times when I can do them and they don't record the sessions, which they really should record them and like uh, post them on a YouTube channel because, because I would I would totally I would totally go do them later when I could, but they're like almost always yeah. like when I'm working or doing something like, you know, yeah. they just, I've just never. I know it's generally on a
1: Wednesday evening for us, but I mean, that's like 12 o'clock in the day if you guys over there, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's usually in the middle. It's usually it's like the middle minutes. of my work day and I'm like in a client facing meeting, like not something I can just skip out on. <laughs> yeah. and go straight for an hour did Dennis crush everyone and just be like oh this is easy
1: <laughs> no no, Dennis you've done a decent session and um, it was I think it was, it was three or four minutes of jerk um, two or three times and then we've done snatch so we done it just a jerk snatch set and then he'd on GPP. Um, but I didn't stick around for the GPP because I literally lifted rocks for an hour before I came onto the set. <laughs> so Like I don't do a GPP. Um, I lifted stones for an hour before this, so I didn't do the GPP with him. But I, I, all these sessions are, are they're great fun. And, and we had some have had some great people on that. I mean, we oh, had, yeah, like, we had, um, Ivan was on it. Um, Dennis was on it. Um, Steve Randall
0: just on did one, one last. Just did one
1: State last Gordon's week. Steve Gordon's doing one on, on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Kim was on it so I mean you've had literally the best people in the world like you know training and it's great fun and the guys the guys from England are great crack and there's usually a bit of banter going on you know so it's 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 good fun it's it's good fun and you get people from all over the world joining in so it's it's a nice kind of relaxed it's not taken too seriously you know the training sessions are pretty difficult but i mean you're not taking it too seriously. You're having a bit of fun just in between the minutes off. There's always a bit of fun going on. So yeah. anybody who's not on it should get on to indicate that sports. Cause it's, it's a bit of crack. It really is.
0: Nice. I love it, man. Right, them, yeah. Well, I should let you go because I actually have to go train in like four hours and I've, I've now had uh, two Guinnesses and two whiskeys, and this is probably not the best pre-training fuel, but uh you of course know. it is. That's Irish <laughs> <you're>
1: pre-training fuel. <laughs> I done my best. I done my best sets ever after getting absolutely hammered the like night before. So uh, you're on you're on course for a PB today. I and mean, when you do, tag me in.
0: I will. I will. My my team will my team will laugh at me when I'm like, oh yeah, Guinness, uh, David. They're just they're just gonna laugh at me. And they're gonna be like, yeah, that's what you get, you fucking bastard, for being such a. Dad. Best thing
1: you can do is just keep drinking, now, Just keep drinking and then go live fast.
0: No. Just don't stop. That is terrible advice. <laughs> that is absolutely terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> but, got uh, you know turnabout's fair play i just told you to go do a 10 minute set on the uh double 28s for saint patty's day so you know it's 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 fair. Yeah. it's fair play so all right man it's got to so keep good. drinking and then live
1: tonight
0: it's so it's so good it's <laughs> so good to hang out with you man we we got to do this again i i love it and happy saint patty's to you slancha i know it's a sláinte, bit slancha brother we'll we'll talk soon and uh i'm 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 definitely coming over to the motherland and we're going to, we're going to do some, some touring of Ireland and Scotland and slinging exactly. some bells, and just drinking, gotta hang out drinking some scotch and singing songs.
1: That's it. We just got to hang out, man, and have a few points in the chat because I really enjoyed it. So good to Sounds... see you, man. and I hope we get to talk to you again soon, Jordan.
0: Sounds good, brother. We'll talk soon. See you, buddy.
1: So long. Good luck.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the platform podcast. I'm Jordan Kundi wright If you have a question, please email me at club at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, on Twitter at TCKBClub, online at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com, and please help us grow our reach and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.